Mazza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Hi everybody, this is the Steve Dangle Podcast And for once, Steve Dangle's voice is leading off the show That's a great intro, Steve I think so Yeah I'm sorry No, Adam's not here, so we don't have a, like... Professional a, microphone fancy man? Yeah, we don't have the man who's nationally syndicated across Canada introing our podcast. At the freaking Grammys? Oh, where is he? At the freaking Grammys, sir. In, in LA? In Los Angeles. W- what's the temperature there? Like, a lot warmer than here. Not minus 100. And that's that's not Adam's voice. You, yeah. you may have uh, noticed. Uh, I asked someone to uh, guest co-host. Along with Jesse, who's the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to, way, to, way to give Jesse his juice. I know. Thanks, Steve. Uh, he's like, oh, where's Jesse? Oh no, he's here. I just forgot about him. I just wasn't good enough. I just—that's not true. Bay, Bay. Uh huh. Come on. Okay. I wish people could see the look you two are giving each other right now. We mean what we say. Mm-hmm. I know. We mean our love. So anyway, our guest co-host is Sasky Stewart. Hi. Uh, who has many titles. I just prefer to call you the uh, Dos Equis man of the hockey world. I'll take the Dos Equis woman of the hockey world, but oh, that'll right. work for me. Snap. Excuse me. I don't, well, that I, makes sense. I don't think I'd look good with that beard. See, I don't. I disagree because you got the glasses going on. You have all kinds of I accessories. Could rock a suit. I could definitely rock a suit that fine. Yes. And, and those the gorgeous... Women that are accompanying him, I could rock those as well. So everyone, <laughs> yes, everyone who listens to this podcast uh, regularly knows who you are. Uh, for those who do not, who are you? I'm Saskia Stewart. Currently, uh, I gallivant around the city of Toronto doing a couple of different things. I've currently am the director of communications and marketing for the Canadian Women's Hockey League, which is the best hockey league you may not have heard about and you should be paying more attention to. Um, How dare you if you don't know about it? I have also just finished up at the NHL, uh, been a social media uh, coordinator there, bringing you all the puns that you know and love. And I do a bunch of other things, mostly hockey related, but yeah, those are the big ones. You create NHL headlines that Steve doesn't like. I am now the, the Steve Dangle uh, headline creator, though I'm not really that concerned if Steve doesn't like them oh. because, I oh. mean, I don't see his pun game being this strong, so... <laughs> oh, all right, and she did the neck tilt too? Listen, you didn't have to sass me, Sasky. That was unnecessary. It was very unnecessary. necessary. It was a little bit necessary. I did. You are kind of doing the show a huge favor by filling in there on the online portion, and I was just like, "Nah, yeah, nah, it's no, garbage." Don't like this one. Yeah, because I'm. I like to win because I don't. He's gonna have to up your game. I do. I like know. Look, most of them. Like, it's like the Leafs. They're not. They're not it's hard just like the puns to get. They're slightly Says obvious you. puns. I think that Jesse. Comment. You never have to guess them. Yeah, I, no. I, I, I message them to you. Some of us have to be the quiz master. And that's my role here. True. You, I know you definitely read them every time and go, yeah, yeah, I would have got that one. Yeah, every single time. You're a piece of crap. <laughs> uh, Sasky owns the record for highest listened podcast ever. That is true. We passed 30,000 listens on the Sasky podcast. Yeah, I'm still not sure how that happened, but hey, look, I. Uh, if you love, yeah, I don't know how that happened, but I will take that record. Yeah, well, and, and you beat out scrubs like Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman. Mm-hmm. So I mean, people Richard like, Petty, uh, just just oh yeah, Richard Petty twice, <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, people like you, I guess. David Alter nineteen hundred times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a little bit of variety is good for everyone. I think so. I think so. What is when did we have you on? 
I reckon you would have had me on August twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. It was. Just, oh, was that recently? Yeah, yep, it August was just 25th. after I got back from Europe. I got it. Oh, that's right. I thought it would have been. I thought it was like a year ago. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd been backpacking. I'd come back. I'd just, I'd been at the CWHL for maybe like two days and I was like their social media coordinator at that point. You couldn't even talk about it, could you? Yeah, nothing was set in stone at that point. I was kind of running some Twitter accounts and waiting to see some if some things happened and, and they did and I kind of took over the, the communications department there. When I say department, I'm the only person yeah. in the department. I have myself and my excellent intern who I gained from your podcast, so uh, I appreciate right. you for that one. Shout out. Shout out Kat and Dan who listen to my sh- the show. And I got a lot of applications from that from you. So they can all come back in August this year because they'll be no needing them again. I had no idea that happened. Yeah. Excuse me while I pat myself on the yes, back. So spoke- someone listened to the Sasky show. So uh, someone listened to the Sasky show, kid called Dan, um, and he said, oh, hey, my missus might like, uh, might like this internship. And wow. she applied for it and she's been amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. He's a big fan. He's a big fan. Mm-hmm. She's... A fan. That being said, I did get to pull the. I we were in uh we were in Boston for the Winter Classic, and I right. had her and then some other friends of mine. I was like, Steve, uh, we're having a drink. Come on down for a drink. And I mean, I wanted to catch up with you anyway, but like uh, he wanders in, and my intern is like, Oh my god, it's Steve. And I, Steve I did it just. I did it just. For the, <laughs> I did it for the for the for the laughter because she's like, Oh my god, it's Steve. I'm like, Yeah, mm-hmm. Steve. Steve. And she's like, I, I need to take a photo. I need to, I need to seen- send it to my fiance. And it just, it slayed me because it's, I mean, I've known you since your embarrassing first meeting that Ugh. we will not bring up on here because every person I have met that listens to this <laughs> no, podcast. No, I think we should bring it up. <laughs> should we? Because all of a sudden it's your burden. I like that. I like that it's your burden. Look, to be honest, if, if you if I went back and you said this is going to be your burden, I would have still have done it because you did not come off looking you, good. After no. you started something that won't go away. I felt I felt really bad for maybe like a day, mm-hmm. and then I was like. Well, it's funny. Yeah. Because we all do stupid things when we're like 21. We have retold that story a hundred times and it never gets old. Uh, Sasky posted a nice picture of us before we started recording. Uh, First response. Yeah, I'm going to beat this dead horse, but are you there to see him? (laughs) It's it's, it's okay, though. And the next response is, you're there to see Steve. All caps. Yeah, that is basically your Twitter mentions 24 Yeah, I've just opened them and I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that look that that was to be fair. I, I, uh, I, I, I set myself up for that one. So, what did you think of the Winter Classic, Saskia? <sighs> Especially the women's game. I was. I mean, the Winter Classic is really amazing for anybody if you've never been to a Winter Classic. And I think even if you've been to multiple Winter Classics, it's hard for like you not Steve to has. appreciate the, one. you know, oh, appreciate true. the atmosphere that it is. But I got there, and so I've never been to an NFL stadium either. No, and, me neither, no. And so, I mean, I was like, it's impressive, but, I mean, we have a 100,000 seat in the round stadium in Melbourne, so it's not quite like that. But every time someone tries to convince me that the sporting capital of the world is not Melbourne, I'm like, let me let me stop you right there, people. But anyway, that's another... Saskia's from Australia. Mm. Yeah. If you didn't pick up on that, she's from Australia. Look, I don't just know because this. it's all the way down there, people just tend to forget about us. But... Walking into that stadium for the first time and walking out and seeing those big stands and that ice surface and everything and all the beautiful signage and everything they had built. Oh, I I just, it was, I didn't know, I didn't know what to say or do. I just kind of stood there with this kind of gobsmacked expression and my boss is like, 
I'll give you about five minutes and then we need to be productive. <laughs> um, I thought the Winter Classic was amazing. Um, I, I think the whole experience is great. Um, the outdoor game from a women's league perspective um, was just incredible opportunity to just even get on, on that ice. Um, I was standing in the um, I was standing in the uh, locker rooms of the La Canadiens girls beforehand, and uh, Jeff Molson, the owner of the Canadiens, came in and, and he said to the girls, he said, "You know, we're really we're so glad to have you here. This is about the Montreal Canadiens as a family, and you are part of this family, and we're we're thrilled to have you here." And and the girls were like, I mean, you've got Marie Philippe Plan, Julie Chu, Caroline Ouellette. Charlie in the bottom, like big names, and they're like giddy school children. They're running around, like, can you take a photo of me? Can you like, can can we get a photo here? Can you do this? And is my eye black okay? And it was like, you don't. I think when you see that, and that you you realize how cool it is for everyone. It's not just cool for you know. You and I, were, you were there as well, Steve, and it was we were pretty thrilled by it. It was, it was pretty uh, neat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but when you see that. You know, these players are like, it's another game, it's another two points. I mean, ours was an exhibition game, so so there wasn't that. Um, but even, I'm sure, even to the NHL guys, it's two points maybe, but it's a little bit more than that. I think it might be two points to the Blackhawks just yeah. because They've had <laughs> they're about to head into their fifth. Yeah. I will yeah. continue to beat that drum. Yeah. yeah. For everyone else, like, you can tell. You oh. can tell it's, and, it's and enormous. Here's the thing also. You've got to remember, as you said, I'm Australian. I... We, Ice hockey in Australia is in sheds. It is indoors. That's it. Occasionally, some city will set up a temporary rink outside in the dead of winter. Um, someone tried to set one up at Bondi in summer once, and that was a bad idea. But, like, we don't play outdoors. Like, I've never skated. I've skated outside once. I skated on the Rideau Canal, like, eight years ago. But I've never skated outside. I didn't grow up with this kind of part of it. So that whole, there is an ice rink outside and they're playing NHL hockey on it is still just like, it was the biggest buzz for me. And there's a dude, there's there's a guy that all of the media clamor around every year. It's the same guy every year. And they they just go, how are you going to make the ice good? Yeah, How are you going to do it, Dan Mr. Craig, ice maker Man? Dan Craig is, is one of the smartest guys in the NHL. And that's the thing. If there is something about ice and Diane Craig doesn't know it, it ain't worth knowing because it probably doesn't exist because he knows everything. Awesome. Like he's like like the ice god. I mean that sounds like a drug dealer, but that's a you know, that's really what he is. That's not the first thing I thought at all. I was gonna say like a like a, like a something rat? out of Greek mythology. True, true, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> But, but Dan Craig is He's the like best. the ice god, you know, like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like like crystal meth. Yeah, totally. Ice, ice that was the first thing yeah. I thought. Definitely. I'll just So anyway, over. the Winter Classic was an amazing experience. We talked about the mess that was getting the teams together. But then you forget that the players, they look at it and they're like, oh my god, this is about what I dreamed about when I was a kid. Yeah. And we kind of forget that. It's it's the biggest version of their childhood. Exactly. You know, like, and I don't know if every Canadian kid, that good old Canadian kid that makes the NHL grow up playing on a frozen pond, but that's the narrative that we sell. Mm-hmm. And when we sell the Winter Classic, the narrative that we sell is we're taking 
this thing that we all did as kids and we're showing it in the biggest, best, shiniest, flashiest fireworks. My favourite part was when the Boston Pops started and the Boston the, the, the orchestra that was there and they started oh, yeah. playing, uh, I think it was the Star Wars theme song was the walkout or something like that was the walkout <laughs> music. You and I couldn't hear it because we were sitting in the press box oh, and uh, right. it was it had soundproof. It was soundproof, which <laughs> I know, was slightly like, disappointing. You remember that, right? I'm like, no, no, yeah. no. I didn't hear but it. I'm going to nod so, my well, head. So the there. teams walked out to like the Minutemen shooting things and like the Boston Pops, I think, playing um, like the Star Wars theme song and there was fire and I got a really good hot and cold Katy Perry, Katy Perry reference out of it on the NHL Instagram and then I got in trouble. <laughs> Oh, why would you get in trouble for Katy Perry? Apparently Taylor Swift and Katy Perry, like, like I don't think, I, I think they were kind of okay with this one because they're like, look, you weren't reaching far for this one. But, it, like, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, they're like, you know, that's not really our demographic. Let me tell you, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, our demographic are, is Fallout Boy and the Truths over and over <laughs> and over again. I enjoy a good, Shut up, I enjoy, I enjoy oh. a good Fallout Boy reference. Same. I don't know who the Truths are. Well, guess what? You can see them at every live Leafs event ever, ever. You know who people know? Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. Look, to be honest, my sting. you know, <laughs> yeah, let's have sting. Do that. I've done. So. I have, I have a, I have a storify document, which is like my favorite tweets I ever made at the NHL, and I swear two thirds of them are um, Katy Perry or Taylor Swift. But my personal favorite was, uh, I think it's a Billy Idol reference. I think Billy Idol sings the song, and it's a photo of Ricard Raquel screaming, and it just reads with a rebel Raquel, and ah. that was the single greatest pun I have ever. Mate, like I saved that one. It sits there next to its a photo of Francois Beauchemin leaning over with all this white ice around him that reads, um, I've got a blank space baby and you're Beauchemin. I that, know those that one. those yeah. two are like, yeah. I wanted to frame them, put them on my wall and be like, nothing I will ever come up with is as good as those two. You're done. Mic drop. Let's go home. I had a tweet today from Sportsnet that I'm actually going to print out and frame. Um, it was from the official Sportsnet account. It was my new LFR video. And it was, uh, the Leafs are ruining Steve Dangle's life. Find out why. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, they are. They are. And have been for a decade. More true. You know what? Yeah. Steve, when's your birthday? Uh, March 12th. Okay, that's what you're getting for your birthday. I'm printing that out. And there it is. There you go. sending it to you, you for your it. birthday. Awesome. Dear Steve, sorry about the Leafs. <laughs> sorry. I have to shout, shout this out. Last night, uh, Sid Sixero of this radio station. He tweeted mm. out, Sting doing NBA halftime show and Pitbull closing the Grammys wraps up the worst 24 hours in booking history. <laughs> which is Pitbull so- closed no, the Grammys? Pitbull closed the Grammys. I have to admit, I, th- my my best friend here, one of my best friends here in Toronto is, uh, is Paraguay. She has a she has a bit of a love for Pitbull. And last night she was like, I want to go to bed, but I have to stay up till Pitbull's performance. Oh, well, there are like, people who think like and that. I was That's like, incredible. The thing, she's got really good taste in music. And then Does she's she like, though? look, I find Pitbull catchy, right? And then but she's like, I have to stay up till Pitbull. And I I really just wanted to tweet when you know your friend is South American. <laughs> because she was like, I have to stay up for Pitbull. It's like, hmm, fair enough. I mean, we had stayed up for the point of seeing Justin Bieber, but... You should have got that on camera. Like like that that's like a rare like Sasquatch oh, I, moment. I like, haven't. I think it was I think it was a message she sent me. So I think it was I have to stay up for Pitbull. No <laughs> I one's go to ever bed, said but that. I have to stay up to see Pitbull perform. It got to about 11:30 and I was like, "Yeah, I'm good. I, I'll I'll YouTube Pitbull tomorrow." It's like watching the Leafs Blackhawks and see, <laughs> seeing them score two goals after being down 7 nothing. I think they might come back. For I want to stay up to see how it ends. For some reason, I have um I have score alerts on on the on on 
I don't know which app it is. I think it may be the NHL one. And it pops up and it's like, uh, I always get the score in Leafs games, in Minnesota Wild games and Columbus Blue Jackets games oh. because I have oh. objectively terrible taste in hockey players to follow. Um, and last night it was like, I looked at it and I was like, wait, is that say 7-0? And then it, or, or whatever, was, and then it was like seven no. one, <laughs> seven. And I was because I opened up, and I was like, I didn't think Mark Arcab- uh, Marco Arcabello, was it Mark, Mark Marco, Arcabello, uh, got yeah. traded to the Blackhawks, and then I realized the Leafs had actually scored a goal. Yeah. At which point, I was like, Arcabello plays so for the Leafs right now. Like, I think I assumed he was Mali. No, that, that's <laughs> next week that Arcabello plays for the Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah. The modern day Mike Sillinger, just <laughs> hopping from team to team to team yeah, to team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It well. Was, Sillinger's record, I think, is 13 teams. Yes, 13 um, teams in his career. I think it's seven in one season, maybe? maybe. No way. It's either five or seven. It's something like that. That's yeah. insane. Holy mackerel. Sorry, Jesse, what were you going to um, say? Well, you know who did stay up all night? Who you. stayed up all night? Adam. Evander Kane. Oh, Evander. Ah. Uh, in trouble again, getting to NHL news. Steve, well, do you want to tell the story? Well. <laughs> is there much of a story to tell? Listen, uh, well... N- Good question, Saski, because I don't think there is. Because we've gone in-depth many times uh, regarding Evander Kane on the show, usually in his defense, and then finally the last time we were like, I can't do it anymore. I can't can't do it anymore. Uh, And then, you know what? He's got an enviable life. He's a professional hockey player and Mm -hmm. a good one at that. Uh, Makes a really good salary. Always tweeting pictures from a helicopter or whatever. And then, oh yeah, exactly, money. Dollar, dollar bill. He's got a money phone, doing push-ups with money on his back, which I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. Some people do. I think it's hilarious. You remember back in the day when the big money, the big money, oh my God, money tweet was Mike Commodore with the dollar bills on him? Like back in the day when that was like the big drama? No. No, I There's never a seen photo that. of Mike Commodore and he's laying on a bed in nothing but like boxes and he's like raining $20 bills on himself. <laughs> And people are like, I think, I don't know if he tweeted it or it ended up on the internet and everyone, turns out what had happened is he had won his, him and his friends, uh, football fantasy league. And that was the prize. Everyone put in a certain amount of money and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it got like completely blown out of context. And when you look at it now, you're like, oh, that was your problem back then. Just wait a couple of years, guys. Oh, great. <laughs> Just wait. No. So on so on Sunday. Yeah, sorry. So uh, it's the NBA All-Star game. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, tweets some pictures or sends some Snapchats. Well, he had a game that afternoon where he scored. Oh, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> he's been hot recently. Yeah. He's been a really good player because uh-huh. he's Evander Kane, and Evander Kane is a pretty good player. Uh, so you know what? You deserve, if you do that, you deserve to treat yourself... If you can afford to take a plane or helicopter or whatever it is to Toronto and you can afford tickets to the All-Star game or you got hooked up with tickets to the All-Star game, I don't care if you sit in the nosebleeds or courtside, you deserve to be there. And he's telling everyone who will listen that he's going to be there. Which means what? That he has to get back the next day? That he has to, well, is there practice the next day? The answer is yes. Yes. And he's got to get there. And he didn't. So the Sabres... Who remember? Remember when we talked now, about them? Maybe now, his the excuse wasn't, <laughs> yeah, wasn't, well. wasn't his excuse that he overslept and therefore mm-hmm. wasn't able to get back. So, so we, what? So if he's let's, just overslept, like let's not let's not pin him to the wall too hard for oversleeping. Alex Ovechkin has been out this year, hasn't he, for oversleeping? See, but but there's a difference. There is a difference. He overslept in Toronto, mm-hmm. where he had left to do a one night dash. But if you're going to do that, and you're going to be so blatant about the fact you're doing it, 
party all night, get on the chopper at 6am, hell, book a town car to get you back. Like, if you leave, you can make it back. Let's pretend he didn't party all night. Let's pretend he left the game, went straight to bed, and had, you know, some of the continental breakfast at the hotel in the morning. And just, you know, he just just overslept. Mm -hmm. It's still inexcusable. And you know what? Mm. No, I don't think it's something you pin a guy to the wall for because, you know, Ovechkin did it. And we were like, well, I mean. Yeah. Whatever, it's a one-off, but this isn't a one-off. Did you did you get did you do you remember Ovechkin's explanation? No. He said he had accidentally set his alarm for PM instead of AM. And we have all done done that. (laughs) I've done it. I saw a post on Reddit. I was like, oh, been there. Yep. I saw a post on Reddit the other day. I I don't know, it was either someone deliriously tired or drunk, uh, and their alarm didn't go off, and when they did a little investigation as to why uh, they discovered that what they had done was they just opened up the calculator app, typed in eight, and went to sleep. <laughs> That's good. Tick done. <laughs> so, no. so Steve, you haven't heard of Andrew Kane's comments. No, I've read clips, and I can't wait to hear them because I think it's precious. Would you like to hear it now? I can't wait. First and foremost, I uh, want to apologize, obviously, um, to my teammates for letting them down. Uh, Obviously, with what happened, uh, me missing practice yesterday was uh, irresponsible. Um, and I take full accountability for my actions uh, with what happened. How difficult was it to stand in front of your teammates and apologize? Yeah, it's, it's something that uh, obviously you never want to be in a situation where you have to do that. Um, but it was absolutely necessary. And uh, as I said, uh, you know, I just wanted to be honest with them. And... Um, Apologize to them because uh, you know I, I am sorry for for the way things uh, went down um, the other day. And um, as I said, the the last thing I want to be doing is sitting out, not playing, and not being able to battle with those guys. Do you, do you worry about your external reputation and perception? People saying, you know what, Evander Kane doesn't take hockey seriously. Oh God, um, <laughs> he looks so mad. You know what? I, I think if you watch me play on the ice. Um, I do take hockey seriously. Um, I think I can take it more seriously. And I think uh, going forward, um, you're going to see that out of myself. Now, First, so the, that's the, the incorrect quote. grammar at the end there really bugs me. I didn't even catch it, which which says a lot about my grammar. Now, look, Evander Kane takes hockey seriously. Mm-hmm. He does. He is an excellent player. You know what? No guy who fights three times in one game doesn't care. And beats the guy. Up. He also it, it, he beat up Alex Petrovic three he, times. If you, if you fight a guy in three times, it's not even that you don't you 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 do care. I don't know if you mean you learned your like you learned the lesson very well. Well, the, the one the one I'll give you points for consistency. Maybe not having thought it through though. The the one thing I would criticize Kane for in that case is um would okay you're a general manager. I'm a general manager. Yep. Um, I have a Vander Kane. You have I, Alex- I, I'm concerned for the future of hockey. If no. this is how I get. You never know. So well. I have a Vander Kane. You have Alex Petrovic. Uh, I'm going to trade you a Vander Kane for Alex Petrovic straight up. What do you think? <laughs> You're taking that every single time, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, how I'm about like, you take it three times <laughs> for five minutes each? Yeah. Uh, that's that's not a fair yeah, trade. Yeah, no yeah. offense, Alex Petrovic. No offense, Alex. Yeah, like if. <laughs> If you're trying to trade me, Evander Kane, Felix Benjamin, um, I'm Lou Lamarillo, and I've got something on you. Oh, loophole Lou. <laughs> you know, oh, 
you know, love no, him. No, no, no. We'll, we'll talk about him so, later. I walked past him at a leap. I when we had the All Star game the other day, the Leafs were in the building, mm-hmm. and so he comes walking past me with like his media hand, and I was like, "You are a tiny, angry-looking man, and I love you." Uh, he's a snake, and I hated him. All my childhood, but now he's our snake, and I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> so uh, this is a guy who doesn't seem to get it. What's no. the next step? Uh, Can we throw him th- in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> he makes six million dollars oh, a year, clean. Yeah. and he can't right. show up to practice here's the, no, no, on time. But here's the thing. This is a guy that makes six million dollars a year who's telling you that he can try harder? You make six million dollars a year, and you're telling me you're actually not trying at the best. You like, <laughs> and it's not like, <laughs> you're it's not like he's young anymore. Say. He's twenty four years old. He's not eighteen. Four hundred NHL games, he's something like that. Four hundred NHL okay. games. Do you remember when you say it's not like he's young anymore, and he's twenty four? Like, well, okay, the he's average young. age of he's... the NHL is still what twenty. Mm-hmm. The average, the average NHL team, the oldest NHL team by average age is only like twenty nine. So that's still mm-hmm. like the average. I think yeah. the youngest is only about but average. Your of like expectations 26. for a 24 year old who's playing in the NHL, who's making six million dollars, who's been through this already, yeah. who hasn't showed up to practice, who's thrown his tracksuit in the or had his tracksuit track thrown. thrown in the show. You expect him Once to not already. Snapchat at three in the morning in a club. With oh, a bunch is that of what he did? They're, it's on Snapchat. Oh. Like you, I love you how people. That. He, see, here's the thing. I uh, n- now I need to find myself more work, and part of what I want to do is go into trade talking to athletes about social media because I think the misconception is people. Some people think that you can't record or find what has been snapped <sighs> on Snapchat. Yo, you snap that. I know four different ways to take that video and save it. Like. I only know one, but fair point. Yeah, like his thing, wow. like people are like, oh, it's Snapchat, it disappears. No, it don't. It's Nothing on the disappears. internet. It's on the internet. It will live forever. And like, if you don't save it, Deadspin will. Or someone else oh, will. TMZ Sports. TMZ Sports. Someone. Sportsnet. Sportsnet. Any of them will save it. You will wake up the next morning and it will be in an article and you'll be like, yo, that was a bad life decision. You know what? Yes, it was. You know what? Um... Jake Gardner is a good hockey player. He's really okay, let's see where this is going. Yeah, re- <laughs> excellent offensive skill, good possession player, great skater. Seems like he's got a pretty great attitude. Not great in his own end all the time. Sometimes has brain farts. Will he grow out of that? I don't know. We'll see. He's a relatively young player for the NHL. For the most part, though, that is what Jake Gardner is, and you take him for that. Evander Kane is a hard worker who you hard worker on the ice who you don't and off the ice I mean the guy's ripped uh, who you don't want to get into a fight with ask Alex Petrovic ask Matt Cook still one of my favorite hockey YouTube clips Uh, he's hit 30 goals and he's probably going to do it many more times in his career Uh, and doesn't always show up on time and is kind of about him Uh, is that acceptable? it's not desirable but my thought of it is is that so many of these yeah look if you got to be a practice you got to be a practice that's that's the be all and end all of it but how we talk about certain players because of our perception of what a hockey player should be and how these people's personalities don't necessarily fit that is something that is becoming more and more evident nowadays i was like wow i'm getting really serious here but you just have to look at how 
P.K. Subban is an amazing player, but a lot of people don't like P.K. Subban because they don't like his attitude because it's not what they perceive to be. Some people, yeah. not everyone, perceive yeah. to be what a hockey player should be because P.K. Subban, you know, likes a good life, likes this kind of stuff, um, you know, likes to be out there, all that kind of stuff. Likes giving $10 million <laughs> in ch- children's well, hospitals. I, look, hey, if I... How dare he? Uh, what a jerk. <laughs> that's it. Hey, look, A, that's amazing. B, it's also a very... Sh- Shrewd PR and financial decision Ooh. as well. So it is, but like, sh- like no, no, people no. going as far to say, and, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but mm-hmm. people went as far to say hey, this is him trying to buy the captaincy. Oh God, no! Oh, Stupid. It's yeah. the Montreal Canadiens. They'll give the captaincy to who they think deserves the captaincy. Yeah. You know, it, that that doesn't change it. But I mean, you look at guys like PK Subban and Evander Kane and people whose personalities fit a little left to center from the Canadian farm boy who grew up playing on the pond. You know, that personality and narrative isn't quite at home yet in in hockey. And it's getting better and and that. But, I mean, I it's, it's getting better than it was 10 years ago. But it's not saying it's great or it's moving at a rapid pace. But that's part of the problem also with, with Evander Kane is that the media don't quite know or don't want to talk about that person in, in that sense. We The last time we talked about Evander Kane was basically there are people who hate Evander Kane for nefarious reasons, uh, but it's also okay to criticize him oh, yeah. when he does stuff like this. Oh, God, yeah. He's, honestly, he's my least favorite player to talk about. If you don't turn, <laughs> think, if you don't turn up to practice? I didn't know that. He's, I, well, I'm just trying to think because like, I don't like beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. This is and a dead like, horse. Mm-hmm. This is a dead horse. But it's a horse that keeps coming back to he life and dying. Like, yes. 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 It's, Laz- it's the Lazarus of horses. <laughs> it's, yes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And like, Did you go to Catholic school, Steve? Because yes. I feel like only Elementary. people that went to Catholic yeah, school get yes. that reference. Yep. I think I think most people weren't like, oh, she's talking about the Chicago Blackhawks beat reporter, Mark Lazarus. <laughs> most, no. Yeah. They, that that was the first thing the I thought and of. Lazarus which, was like, yeah. sup. So we don't like talking about it, but he keeps doing it and he shouldn't be doing it. Well, it's like, okay. I think do we we take bets on whether or not he's going to do this again? (laughs) I'm going to go with he's probably going to. And are we going to talk about it next time? Yes. Probably. But that's the thing. It depends. It depends. Guy, man. If, If Evander Kane had missed practice because he'd overslept. That's a that's a that's one thing, but when Evander Kane, because because I bought two of the uh, Flames overslept something the other day, they got set out for a game. Three, mm-hmm. three, three of them. Three of them. They said they're sorry. Yada yada yada. We moved on. The fact of why this is such a big thing is a he's got a past history, and b he overslept because he was in another city hanging out <laughs> till three or four a.m. in the morning. That's he took rough. A private jet. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Here's the thing: if he just overslept, we'd be like, well, he's got to learn from this, but. It's just the the nature in which he overslept and, mm-hmm. or didn't bother making it back and decided, you know, he'd just cut his losses and hope no one noticed, which is not going to happen. Part of me admires the... The balls? Yes. He got away with it the first time, though. I feel like he's like, I've got a plan. He went to a, he went to a Jays uh, playoff game, I think. Was it? That's... The craziest thing. He went to a game in a helicopter. Who is this, is this guy Clark Kent? And he made it back and it was no problem. I think yeah. the season might have already been done at that point. I'm not actually sure. Jay's playoffs? Here's the no, thing. Been. Try telling a Oh, wait. No, no. I'm wrong. Sorry. If it was Jay's playoffs this mid Getting my sports mixed up here. Sorry. Yeah. But, um, it was the start of the year. Yeah. 
Because I yeah. watched it at work. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not used to the Jays or any of my teams making the playoffs. Yeah, what's October? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, so, I don't know. And he got away with it the first time. Uh, and now he knows he can't do it. Now, mm-hmm. now, the next time he tries to do it, even though he knows he can do it, he can yeah. do it. It's, it's a short little flight to Buffalo. What is that, 45 minutes? I yeah. don't even know. Um, y- you can't do it anymore because you goofed up uh, one time. Uh, that's all for this segment, but we will be coming back and talking about... Uh, the CWHL. The CWHL that you work for. Yeah. And that'll be here on Sportsnet 590, the fan. The CWHL. Canadian Women's Hockey League, Saskia Stewart. That's us. You work for them? I do. How are things going for that league? Things are great. Things are really good. Uh, This has been our biggest, best year yet. Uh, um, uh, We're kind of getting towards the end of the season. Uh, We've got uh, playoffs coming up, not this weekend, but the weekend after. We've got one round already set in. The Toronto Furies, obviously from here in Toronto, are going to be travelling to Montreal to play the Canadiens. And then we have uh, the second series, which will be the Calgary Inferno versus the Brampton Thunder. Where it is, we don't know. The team have a, they're playing each other this weekend. They have a double header and it'll decide who gets to host uh, the, the series. Um, all three games. All three games, yeah. So we play a best of three series at the uh, number one and two seats. And then the winning team from each will be going to Ottawa. For the Clarkson Cup final, which is March 13th at the Canadian Tire Centre. And I will be there. You will be there. The day after my birthday. Oh, well, I won't be there, unfortunately. Yeah, you'll be in South <laughs> I'm Africa. I'm in South Africa. Because, again, a- Dosaki's woman. Dosaki's woman. I got to go to South Africa uh, for some uh, previous commitments. Um, but the Clarkson Cup, as I said, is in Ottawa. Uh, the Ottawa Senators. So we've got four part- We got four NHL partners. Three are with our teams. And the Senators are bringing the Clarkson Cup up to Ottawa. Because, you know, everyone should get to see these amazing hockey players. And uh, they're going to get to play. Uh, this is the first time we're having the final in an NHL rink. Which is amazing. Because... These girls get to, deserve to get to play in an NHL rank, um, so that's up there on the the uh, the thirteenth, which is you know just over a month, uh, just under a month away. Just under, yeah. Yeah, as I said up. that, I was like, oh god, oh, no. <laughs> we got a lot to do between now and then. But yeah, I mean, it's been a stellar year. You came to the All Star Game, um, and Sportsnet also hosted the All Star Game for us on TV, as well as an earlier season game. Uh, we have nearly tripled our viewer figures. This ratings year. are good. Yeah, ratings are good. We're getting about 100, 105,000 viewers a game, which is amazing. Um, to pimp our next one, just for my little <laughs> pimping it, uh, our next game is on February 27th. It will be the Toronto Furies playing the Le Canadiens at 5 p.m. on in Sportsnet 360. And that is a playoff game? It is a playoff game, yeah. So it'll be game two of the series. So it will either be uh, uh, one team can win the series in that game or it'll go 1-1 and we'll go to a third game on the, the Sunday. Um, but, yeah, Sportsnet are covering that. They're also broadcasting the Clarkson Cup final, so you'll be able to see that as well live all across Canada. So no matter where you – and if you don't live in Canada, you'll be able to watch it online as well. So if you really want to see it, you can you can watch it, yeah. So there is a stream. There will be a stream, definitely, of the playoff game. Uh, Should be a streaming of all of the playoff games, but there will definitely be streaming of both Sportsnet games as far as... I I believe so at this point in time. We've streamed other ones. We're just setting that in stone now. It's an ongoing process, right? Yeah, everything's kind of an ongoing process. Um, you know, we, as you'll know with like NHL stuff, you don't you don't know where you're going until, you know, days beforehand and, and, and things like that. 
No, my uh, one time I was told, I was asked like, Steve, what are you doing right now? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just at home. And they're like, all right, well, you have a flight at one. <laughs> and like, they just dropped that on me. It was like 11 o'clock. <laughs> I had to get from my house in Scarborough at the time to Pearson Airport. I made it. But Where yeah. were you off to? Calgary. Nice. To interview, uh, actually, it was to interview uh, Jennifer Botterill. Yep. Jillian Apps. Yep. Jana Hefford. Yep. And Jerome McGinley. It's pretty badass. It was I was like, yeah, incredible. yeah, Jerome. I was like, I was like, yeah, Jerome's pretty neat, but the rest of them are like, yeah, yeah. I will see that. What's what it's like? Um, uh, this is Stanley Cup Finals last year at work uh, when I was at the NHL. We're like, okay, we're going to send you to cover one of the game, one part of the series, and the other guy's going to go to the other. And so we had this chart, and it was like, if they win and they lose, then this is at home. So you're going to. I think at one point I was like. Right, so I'm waiting for these two games to finish so that I know whether I'm going to Chicago, Tampa Bay, or LA were, like, the options. And so I was like, okay, let's just... Uh, and then I end up in Tampa Bay for three weeks. Again. Yeah. Dos Equis. Got to go to Disneyland, though, so that was pretty good. <gasps> so Disneyland, there was a Disney World. That's World. I That's went to World. Land okay, yeah, yeah. in Anaheim. I went to World. They, they took me there for my birthday. It was pretty good. Uh, so, okay, we talked about how... You know, it's been a good year. It's been a great year. Uh, the ratings are better than expected. Amazing. 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 Uh, playoffs are coming up. Uh, and you used to do social for the NHL Network. Yep. And one thing I've definitely noticed, because I'm just a hawk on, yep. on social media. It's where we live. It is where we live. Literally can't My put friends it down. are like, why are you on your phone? We're having dinner. I'm like, you know what I do for a living. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. My wife's favorite is, do you need to be on your phone right now? And the technical answer is no. I've gotten a lot better at it but, now that I don't work out. Like, now I'm not at the NHL because we're all kind of, even when you're not on, when even when you weren't on in the NHL, like, you'd be, like, picking up things and being like, oh, have you seen this? Or what about this? Or yada, yada, yada. And whereas now I'm like, mm, I'm just going to turn it off and put it up. That being said, I did go to the movies the other night and I put my phone on silent and I... Why is it vibrating? And I picked it up and had 14 missed calls. And I was like, oh, and someone's like, you're going to have to leave. We've got something we have to deal with. And I was like, bye, bye, friend. I'm but really I'm, sorry. But I'm doing tell a movie. Me, tell me how the movie ends. I've got to go. <laughs> so I've been watching on social media. I assume you run the CWHL social media? Um, I run a little bit of it. I kind okay. of provide the guidance. But intern Kat, who I picked up from your show, does That's a right. lot of our social. Yeah, so, yeah. But you guide her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We work as a team, but yeah. So do you think more people are talking about the CWHL? Because that's yeah. something I've definitely noticed. Yeah. Uh, look, this year has been amazing for, I think uh, this year has been amazing for women's hockey in general. I mean, more and more people on more and more platforms uh, are paying attention to us. Um, we have an amazing, like, not necessarily a niche community, but we have a really amazing little community, particularly of uh, really dedicated women's hockey bloggers. We have the girls who are the beat writers who cover these teams all off their own back, you know, week after week after week. Um, there's some amazing women's hockey blogs out there. Um, and, and, and it's really great to see that they're also mostly staffed by, by women as well. Um, and most of our writers are, are women, which is something we, we love. Steve's wearing a Toronto Furies sweater right now, so it makes me very happy. Um, it's very warm. It is. Well, Jesse's got the same one. It's, I was really? I was really hoping he didn't wear it today. <laughs> I would have just been like, "Look yeah. at these boys." Yeah. But I mean, we're getting so much coverage from that in a really kind of like detailed coverage sense, which is amazing, and really the the kind of lifeblood of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, even on on top of that, you know, the Calgary Herald has done an amazing job covering it. Montreal Gazette, like a lot of these big papers, you know, we've got the Globe and Mail and things like that, are really starting to. Um, 
pay attention to women's hockey. I mean, the next step for us is to get that kind of game in, game out coverage from them. They're doing a really good job when it comes to like think pieces or profiles and things like that. The Financial Post did an amazing, I uh, recently did a women in business uh, feature uh, magazine and we were the cover of that. We had to think about six pages about, you know, the evolution of, of women's hockey into 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 the business that it is becoming. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this year's been the biggest and, and best year by far. But, I mean, we we, we got to grow on that. That's what, you know, we've got six months off after the, the, the off-season break is six months and I'm hanging out for that to sit down and really kind of figure out what's next where are we going what we're doing so what's the difference what's the difference working for a league that is obviously actively growing uh and the nhl um because i mean massive yeah massive yeah yeah yeah. like all kinds of resources Um, difference look obviously is massively resource uh resource difference you look at the um the cwhl we've got uh, i think we've got six full-time staff members um, which is a, this is a growing number. I think it's nearly twice what we had last year. Which yeah. so three? Yeah, so we had you know three or four last year. That's so good that's, you know that's that's a big kind of difference. Um, obviously resources. You know you got to get a little bit more creative when you're in a in a small league. And this is this is the second uh, women's sporting organization I've been with. I worked with uh, women's uh, professional soccer in Australia. So I've kind of come from an Australian with the Australian Ice Hockey League. I've kind of come from a background of having been in sporting leagues where you've got to get creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also part of the fun. You know, the NHL was the first time I was ever at a really like I kind of interned at places, but like the NHL was the first proper sports job I had that was like. We have resources and all of this stuff. And I think the big difference is at the NHL, this is your job and you do your job. I was a so in-game social media coordinator and that's what I did. It's more rigid. It's more rigid. This yeah. is my bubble. Um, at, at the CWHL, I'm the director of communications and marketing. What that technically means could be anything. You know, like it's it's a, there's six of us. We're a real community. It's a real family. And everyone... Everyone comes from a background of women's sport and has a passion for what we do. Not saying people at the NHL don't because people at the NHL love hockey. But also the NHL is a lot more corporate in a sense. So your interaction with the game is a little bit different. When you're at something like the CWHL, you're going to games. You're seeing these young girls looking up at these players being like, I want to be that one day. I want to be Natalie Spoon. I want to be Marie Philippe Poulin. And there's a real kind of connection to it because it's it's there. It's in front of you. And it really kind of reminds you why you're doing it for the days when you're like, oh, my God, like I've had four hours sleep overnight and I'm, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then you come in and you, you see this stuff and, and all of that and you're like, oh, this is so worth it. This is like... I I loved working in the NHL, but the CWHL is the best job I've ever had. I, I get to... I get to make a difference in women's hockey and I think that's what I really love. Like, I loved what I did at the NHL. It was great fun. I went to some amazing places and I met some amazing people and, and, and well, all that. Well, thank you, Saski. That was uh, Yeah, Steve, you know, it, it was wasn't really nice you I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't you I was talking about. Oh, fair enough. I got fair. to meet Bob. That was pretty good. Who's Bob? Bob. Oh, Bob. Bob. Yeah, but we can't talk about Bob here. Yeah, but he's Bob. Smelly Bob. Bob. No, I know. I was going to say I got to meet Jeff, but I was like, McCowan? Hey. I was like, you I met Bob McCowan? <laughs> That's incredible. He is a sports icon. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> really? Oh. Like, I feel hey. like I know. Are we even allowed to say that on the air? Well, no, 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 no. Here's no, the thing. Fine. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> I would if I drove a car places, I feel. 
That is fair. Yeah. That is fair. I don't know if Canada wants me to drive anything anywhere because that whole like... Just just, stunned. <laughs> it's just I would never expect somebody to be like, I've never heard of Bob McCann. When you well, think, I, no, she's got a point, I think though. I know, like I recognize the name, mm-hmm. but if you showed me a lineup, I'd be like... That being you said, know yeah. It's just I grew up on him yeah, as a kid. Yeah. You know, Whereas I'd I to could rattle off a bunch of Australian sports people years. and you'd be like, what? No, I would know you'd them You'd be all. like, what's cricket? Hugh Jackman. Exactly. <laughs> we did say sport, right? Nicole you- Kidman. They have kangaroos. That's yes. something I know about Australia. I had a pet kangaroo growing up. Of course you did. I would expect no less. The worst part about this story is that I told it to one of the CWHL players at our golf day. And like two weeks later, I found myself mentioned in an article where she talks about having met me and me telling her that she has a pet kangaroo. And I was like, well, I'm never going to live that one down again. And, and knowing you, there was a special rock in your backyard that you pulled and it was actually a secret lever that took you down into a kangaroo lair where you so had there like was, a There was no mobile. kangaroo lair, but there was like an old mine shaft that we found at the back of our property. Uh, because, of course. How do you stumble upon a mine shaft? <laughs> well, the area which I grew up in had been really popular during the gold rush, and they had dug oh. for gold around there. And that, at the back of our area, there was like a, a thing where they'd obviously gone digging for gold and decided, hey, no obviously. gold here. Dude, I grew up in the country. Like, my hometown has like... 10 statues of cows and that's just the one the city put up there was a competition where your businesses created your own statues of cows and things like that so there's probably like a good 45 statues of cows in my town like it's oh actually they're bulls because they're beef and it's the hip thing to well it's the popular thing to do you know do you have something like this like the teenage rite of passage when you live in scarborough yeah yeah you well not really. You said this last time. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you steal the balls off the cow. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you do. <laughs> uh, for me, it was uh, survive an attempted yeah. robbery with uh, with fireworks. Look, I've lived in Scarborough. <laughs> like, uh, people are like, oh, you know, they're like, where do, where do you live? I'm like, oh, Scarborough. And they're like, oh. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, it's fine. <laughs> A challenge to you, if you can find a story of someone who, uh, it was in 2007, um, got burned with Roman candles, uh, that was me. So try try <laughs> to know, find that story. If I can still find it, I'll post my favorite. My favorite moment ever is I think we ran into, uh, I think it was Bruce Boudreau, I think is from the Scarborough area, or lived in the Scarborough uh, area at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He lived Bruce in Boudreau. Scarborough area, I think it was him at some point, and, and my friend Bavna had come down, we were in Washington. And he had the leaves back. He's like, oh, you're a, you're a Toronto fan. And uh, she's like, oh, well, yeah. He's like, where do you live? And she's like, well, Toronto. He's like, no, no, where? And she's like, Scarborough. He's like, where? And turns out they were from, like, blocks next to each other. And Bruce Boudreau was like, yeah, Scarborough represent. And I'm like, what <laughs> is happening right now? Uh, so you mentioned the gold rush. Yep. And I wanted to awkwardly transition that into gold medals. Yes. And who <laughs> – it's a terrible transition. I wish Adam was here. I'm waiting, so proud. To, I'm waiting for you to keep going here. I want to know who the uh, – who are the players the CWHL uh, is really depending on? Like, who who are the players that are most marketable? Because the first name that comes to mind, well, obviously Natalie Spooner. We invited yep. her onto a freaking roof to yeah, play hockey, yeah. and that was awesome. It was pretty good, wasn't it? And amazing. Yeah, I was like, you you messaged me, and you're like, hey, what do you you reckon <laughs> we could get Natalie Spooner on a roof? I was like, yep, okay. I gotta figure out how to yeah, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll make this happen. And I think I messaged. Her, I was like, Natalie, do you want to go up on the Molson rooftop and play hockey? Yep, done. Yeah, she's like, exactly. I got a meeting on my bank, but I can move it. 
Uh, and there's Caroline Ouellette, who yep. was the captain of the Canadian women's team. Uh, Julie Chu. Yep. And uh, but someone I saw at the All Star game again, and. There was an article written about her uh, calling her like uh, the female Sidney Crosby. And I was like, okay, calm down. I, I, I genuinely think she is. Marie-Philippe Poulin Here's is just thing. a head above everybody Every else. time someone's like, uh, there was recently an article in, in, in the Montreal, uh, one of the papers up there, and the headline was, what if the next Sidney Crosby is female? My first response, and someone was like, well, it can't be the next Sidney Crosby because they wouldn't be female. I was like, let's not go that way, mate. Yeah. But I... I People are like, oh, she could be the next Sydney Crosby. I'm like, Marie Philippe Poulain is and should be an icon in her own right. You're talking about a girl who scored the gold, the gold medal winning goal in not one, but two Olympics before the age of 23. Not she, one, but two Olympics. She scored two goals in a gold medal game that Canada won 2 nothing. Yeah. And then scored the game tying and game winning goal in Sochi. Yeah. So in the last in the last oh. two Olympics, Canada has scored five goals in gold medal games. And Marie Philippe Plan has four of them. She's Crosby. She's Junior Eberly. She's Crosby with I'm those sorry, things. I'm sorry. But Crosby and Eberle Can't wish. hold her jock. <laughs> they yeah. wish they were as clutch as Marie Philippe yeah. Poulain. Yeah. Exactly. Look, and, and that's the thing. She's she's amazing. But we have amazing girls on on every single one of these teams. Jean-Vierre Lacasse, who's the Team Canada keeper, plays for Boston at the moment. She's just set a single say a single season save record in the first sixteen games of the year. Um, you know, Tara Watcher on the captain down there is part of Team Canada on defense. Amazing. You look out to Calgary. You've got girls like Brianne Jenner, who is a rookie who is already captaining that team. She's and only a rookie. She's a rookie. Yep. Oh. She's a rookie. She's captaining the team. You've got girls like Elena Lovell coming in. Um, you've got, obviously, Hayley Wickenheiser, who's obviously towards the end of her career, but is an incredible role model for any girl playing hockey or in this league. You go out to Brampton, you've got, you know, Jamie Lee Rattray uh, playing out there. You've got Erica Howe, who is being amazing for them in goal this year. Like, no matter where you go in this league, there is, am- like, amazing girls to watch play. And you, you mentioned Julie Chu, you know, Julie Chu American. Uh, one of the kind of icons of the American women's hockey. You know, she carried the flag at the closing ceremony for the last thing. And I consider myself a pretty happy person. Julie True makes me look like Gollum. I have never met anyone so happy. And I I don't get easily intimidated. I'm pretty good with going up and talking to, like, I'll go up and deal with NHL players. I've dealt with F1 drivers. I've dealt with a lot of stuff. I didn't know what to say to Julie Chu. I was like, mm, I have your puck. <laughs> it, it does suck. In this in this business, I guess when you when you have to put on, I would say the personality suit yep. is, is what I was what I call. It. No one likes dressing up in a suit. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. You've told me. I many got a times. leopard print one. It's pretty great. It, it, of course you do. Um, but I hate having to be like I'm not totally going nuts right now yeah, that I'm talking yeah. to you, Mister Aginla. Yeah. Like yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I hate well, that. I. I'm wrapping up, but yes, <laughs> wrapping up. But as I was to say, we've got US, yeah, we've got USA players, but also you know this year we've got three players from the Japanese national team as well. That's so it's not just nice. it's not just Canada. We're getting we're going international with this, and we're gonna go online with the rest of the show. Uh, Sounds so good to me. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the Steve Dangle Podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We're going to talk about uh, some stories that you weren't able to tell last time because you worked for the NHL and no, you don't. So we're going to be... I could have worded that better. Where's Adam? (laughs) He's in LA. 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 He's been a big deal. Sasky. There it is. (laughs) I was like... "Ah." Um,
I have a question for you. Yes. Do you know what's next? Or are you just focusing on the CWHL from now on? For me? For right now. For, for, so what's next for me? Yeah. This, look, the CWHL, that's where my, my focus is. The CWHL is what I love. Okay. Uh, women's sport has been a passion of mine for years, and I'm still in this phase where I can't believe I get to spend my days working for women's hockey. It's like I get to work in women's sport and ice hockey, and if you like came to me like two years ago when I decided I was going to leave Australia and you'd tell me, two years from now, this is what you're going to do for a living, I would have signed up for that like nobody's <laughs> business. Um, the... Yeah, CWTRL is where I am at the moment. Um, you know, I, I I have a lot of passions and a lot of things I want to do, and most of them end up around hockey. You know, like I I want to kind of go into to educating athletes on not just the, the pitfalls of social media and how to best use it, but how they can best use it for a brand perspective because there's so much that they can do to, to help them, you know, and, and they just – they don't know. And, and teams can only do so much. Media teams of, of, you know, for all that we think, the NHL and NHL teams are big businesses. You know, a lot of those places, their media departments are two or three people or three or four mm-hmm. people. Like the, the capacity isn't is there as much. And, and so I'd love to kind of go into that. Um, I'd also really love to go into, uh, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I really want to find some way to start telling the stories of the different places in the world that there actually is hockey. You know, there is there is an ice rink at the bottom of I think Argentina on an island that and like going towards the Falklands Islands. There's an ice hockey league in Jamaica. Mexico has a national league. South Africa has a national league. Mexico hosted an outdoor game. Yes, yeah. Mexico hosted an outdoor game. There is a, there is a hockey program a dear friend of mine runs. Uh, I think it's called the Hockey Foundation. It's in India. It's in the Himalayan mountains, and they started it to kind of help solve some cultural problems between differing youth groups in the area of the dark. And they now um, play hockey. They have a women's tournament up there in the mountains and the the ice rink is outdoors and it looks back onto a monastery with the Himalayas behind it. Oh, is that all? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. India has a national team now. They were here playing the Brampton Beast uh, earlier in the year, you know. Um, That's right, yeah. yeah, India has a national team. Abu, uh, the United Emirates has one, you know. China, obviously, you know, has a national team, but it, things like all of the women in the Chinese national team come from one town. I'm waiting for the first sport to expand to China, like the first North American sport to take up precedence in China. Well, here's well, the thing. Baseball is obviously the biggest, as far as the North yeah. American major sports, baseball is it. Mm-hmm. And and baseball does it by, um, and baseball is one of the few sports that has Chinese players that can conceivably come over. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more... Um, China's in an odd position if you're looking to expand into into to North America. Like you really got to be, yeah. Like the MLB does a great job of going into China. So does the NBA. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I over the weekend I heard this stat about one of the Raptors game that I think they played Yao Ming at the height of his Yao yep. Mingness. <laughs> My brother used to use Yao Ming as a slang term. I don't know where he picked <laughs> up, and he was like, "That's so Yao Ming." I was like, "You don't even know what that means." That, that, that's so tall. Yeah, I think that's what that means. <laughs> yeah, like, a game that was broadcast on Sportsnet that received I think a hundred thousand people rating in Toronto or in the general Toronto area received a 10 million rating yep. in China. Yeah. Well, holy million people you, viewed a Raptors game in China. No, you didn't you weren't at the cup final, were you? 
No, I've uh, never been to an NHL playoff game. So, guess um, why? You're, <laughs> let me guess. Let me guess. You're a Leafs Wait, where'd fan. You live? Yeah, well, hey, here. When I discovered when I discovered hockey, the Leafs were my team because Matt Stajan was my one true love. And that's how I got in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that was all about. Um, I think that was the last time, or well, the time before it went badly wrong, where they made the playoffs, and it was. Um, I think they played what the the Flyers that year, and they I lost. Don't talk yeah, about yeah. That was my first ever feeling. Of, that was the first that time I learned mm-hmm. like he what was. disappointment felt like. <laughs> but um, uh, I can't think of many playoff games where one of the teams got lit up for eight goals. Uh, but the Leafs did it. <laughs> the Leafs did it in that series. The Leafs. Um, uh, I know that the Leafs have done stuff experimenting with Chinese broadcasters and that uh, Chinese signage. I think it is. Mm-hmm. But this year. Uh, at the, the last year at the cup final, there was actually a broadcast crew from Chinese Chinese television. And they were positioned, they didn't have a broadcast booth for them, so they gave him like the end of the press box and it was two guys who commentated in Chinese the broadcast that was being shown and it was it was amazing. They were like cult figures at the uh, at the the Stanley Cup final because you know no one no one had seen something like this. Like in yeah. a lot of those countries when they do those broadcasts, like if you go to Sweden or somewhere like that, they just they get the stream and they commentate it from somewhere in Sweden. No Chinese television sent the dudes and then commentated from the press box. I used to sit behind them and I loved it so much. So, that- but that being said, sorry, the oh, sorry. KHL is putting a team in Beijing. Yes, we talked about that briefly, and I we called. It, mm-hmm. it can't be any ago. far. Yeah. It can't be any further away than Vladivostok. Or uh, what's the other one? Amor. <sighs> Amor. They got two extremely Vladivostok, far east teams. Vladivostok mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's essentially Japan. I got yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah, I got it's friends who are, who are with the uh, the uh, Medvedchuk Zagreb team. That's and right. I remember in seeing Croatia. one of them. Yeah, in Croatia, uh, one of them put up a photo of like the distance, and it was like if you were to drive this. It would take you, and it was like twenty four days or something like that. I was like, mm, maybe take that plane. When I when I covered don't. the KHL a few years ago, the longest road trip you could take was uh, the team in Prague. Yep, uh, Lev versus uh, Amor. And it was over ten thousand kilometers. Yeah. And, and now then, I think it's longer. And now I think it's like thirteen to get to Vladivostok. Maybe it can't be. Do you know <laughs> to Finland? Do you know? No. Okay. Well, how far? Okay. How far do you think it is in kilometers from here to Australia? Just for the sake of, just for All the sake of, of, of just for <laughs> the, the sake other of, side of the world, twenty-five thousand. Yeah. It's sixteen. Oh, okay. Sixteen yeah. kilometers. Sixteen thousand kilometers. It's just sixteen thousand two hundred. I think from here to. Uh, Melbourne and I learned this because this morning I opened up my phone to do find my iPhone and it connected to my old work computer and it was like this computer is 16,000 kilometers away do you need directions I was like I need a boat that's what I need (laughs) or a really cool car true yeah 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 Uh, I can't remember where I was going with that oh yes the the broadcasters being cult figures so I got to cover uh, the Memorial Cup in 2011, and we had kind of a kids' table set up. Uh, that's what we called it, the kids' table. It was me, Justin Fisher, who now uh, yep. is the managing editor of the LeafsNation.com, Cam Sharon. I love Justin. Who is, uh, yeah, well, who doesn't love Justin? Cam Sharon, who is now in the analytics department for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Julie Stewart-Binks. Um, Who's Fox Sports in uh, L.A.? 
Absolutely. What? Yeah, oh, yeah. She's doing okay. Yeah. She's doing what okay. are you doing with your life? Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, wow. I, was I, thinking, I did a video with video. my dog today. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking that I was like, Steve's doing really well for himself from where I started. Now I'm like, mm. no. He started on yep. YouTube. Still on YouTube. <laughs> started on YouTube. Started now from I'm the bottom, now still on the bottom. But that platform is now held now, in a higher regard. Now <laughs> still on YouTube. Uh, and the other, and, and the Russian representative at the kids' table was Andrei Osachenko. <laughs> I love Andrei. Exactly. I think exactly. That reaction. I think the only reason there's vodka in my house is because Andrei <laughs> bought it to a party and left it there. I'm surprised he left it there. <laughs> no, 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 I go no. to take this a roadie. Is, I, I actually don't know if that's where the vodka bottle came from, but I had like two bottles of gin before that party started, and between him and Jeffler, there was no gin left in my uh, house. Oh, Jeffler. My, uh, my thing with Andre is he knows three languages and he won't shut up in any of them. Uh, but <laughs> I know one and it's a problem for me. Well... I didn't say that. I think you just did. But uh, so he'll interview. <laughs> she kicked me. Uh, he'll interview like Shots a Russian fired. player. So at the, at the Memorial Cup, there were a few Russian players, and I've been to a few other media events where there's Russian players. And he'll do his Russian thing. Why did I deepen my voice? We always deepen our voice when we talk about Russians, eh? Nobody can see, but Steve just did this weird hand jive. I was like, is this your... I was going to say bibbidi-bobbidi, but that's the Family Guy Italian yeah, thing. that's not it. But, but it's, it's so cool watching people just kind of... Sheepishly walk up to him after mm. and go. So, so what do you say? <laughs> Actually, so, so what do you say? I remember that um, when I worked in Washington, uh, there was a, uh, a NPR reporter called Yuri Fisher. I actually thought it was that Yuri Fisher. No, it wasn't. Turns out this Yuri Fisher was a like really famous actor in like the Czech Republic, like with. Um, Vaslav, whoever the the guy is that was super famous in the Czech Republic. Anyone. Some people Dominic would Cash. Yeah. Um and Nailed he it. would and he would do all the the player interviews and he like even the visiting teams, whatever like language they came in and all of that. Um and I just used to be like standing next to him like I've, I've got no no idea what you, you say. But I actually heard from him a couple of years back, and the reason I remember this is um there's one Australian in the uh AHL. His name's Nathan Walker. But what no one remembers is that Nathan Walker moved to the Czech Republic age thirteen, so he speaks fluent Czech. So he's an Australian kid who speaks fluent Czech. So I think it was last year they had a rookie come in or a Czech kid come in who spoke no English whatsoever. So they were like, oh, wait, we'll give you a translator. And they handed him this Australian and this kid's like, oh. And then and Nathan's like, yeah, I speak Czech. What's up? What's up? Yeah. That's a, I wonder what that sounds like. Uh, it sounds about as good as when I try and pronounce the Canadians. I butcher it. The team have like keep trying to quick me. I'm like, look. It's not that I'm Canadian and I haven't bothered to learn to speak French because I can feel like if, if that's what I've done, you've got full reign to get up me. I'm Australian. I speak not even the Queen's English. I speak like, I'm a bit, I can be a bit bogan, mate. Queensland and English. Queensland English, yeah. Well, look, it depends. But they're like, it's Le Canadians. I'm like, Le Canadians? Like, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> better than better than me. Yeah. <laughs> so the Canadians, uh, you know Byron Fraze. I do. I, uh, when one of my previous incarnations, what well, that doesn't sound right, um, in one of my previous- In a past life. In a past life. Um, I was an intern at the Everett Silvertips. Um, so I worked for a guy called John Rosen. So if you're a Kings fan, you'll know him as John Rosen, the LA Kings insider. Um, mm-hmm. and so I worked for him back in like 2010. 
2010, I'm going to say. Yeah, 2010. And I remember this because I'm in the team photo and it has the, day, has the year written above it. Um, but it was an amazing team. Wait, you're I, in the LA Kings team photo? No, I'm in the Silver Tips team photo. <laughs> okay, I was just about to no, say. no, I'm in the Silver Tips team photo, which is already funny she could enough. You just said yes, and I would have believed <laughs> no, it. Yeah. I'm in the Silver Tips team photo, and it's actually quite funny because I don't have skates on, right? And the guy standing next to me has skates on, right? But the guy standing next to me is Radko Gudis. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Radko Gudis, A, he's a brick. B, he's a very large brick with a very impressive beard. And let me tell you, as an 18-year-old, <laughs> that beard was just as impressive. Still had it. Oh, my God. I actually, this like, you see him now, look, okay, yes, I understand Radko Gudis. May take some questionable hits. That's just a thing. But I have a video of him on YouTube flipping a kid in, in Major Junior. Like, the kid gets up, walks away, no problem. I think it's Prab Rye, and he's playing for the Seattle Thunderbirds, and it hits him, and this kid's feet go over his head in a full somersault, what? and I used it in every video montage I ever made. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Everett Silvertips, uh, Byron Fray's, uh, uh, who is it? Byron Fray's. I found you. You found me? I googled it. Wow, and holy crap, is Radgo Gudis a giant? You guys yeah. are standing on the same level? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at this, look at this. I gotta post this photo. That's gonna be the photo for the podcast tonight. Oh my goodness. So, so Steve, if you also look, look at, at this photo, this. You, you might I, you probably can't pick a couple of the other faces. But uh, the head coach is Craig Hartsburg. Okay, here he... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. there he is in the middle. Um, the little young, young defenseman in the back row who looks like he's about 16. I think he's in the back row, maybe in the middle row. Uh, let's see, where is he? I, you're going to have to give me this phone here. Yeah, This sorry. is really, this is this really is great, great, great radio. Great this is great podcasting. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where he is. Okay, well, this face here you'll recognise. This one here you'll recognise. This is young Byron Frace. Oh, he's adorable. I know, he was so adorable. So uh, what's your best Byron Frace story? Oh, I'm actually quite funny. Um, that's I Byron Frey's a few scars ago. Yeah, that's Byron Frey's a few scars ago. And then the little the little defenseman, let me find him here for you. He's got to be in here somewhere. There's, a, there's Gary Coleman. That's not his actual name. It's just what we called him. Oh. Rasmus Rissonen <laughs> is in here, and he plays in the, the uh, I'm not sure if he's playing for the Hurricanes this year, but he's been in the Hurricane system. What's his name? Rasmus Rissonen. Rasmus he's a Finnish Rissonen. kid. Uh, I'm trying no. to find him in this photo, and I actually don't even know if he's in this photo. Maybe I'm just blind. But uh, Ryan Murray is also on this team. Ooh. Columbus Blue Jacket, Ryan Murray. And second so he's on the team. Ryan yep, Murray. second over. I went to that draft, and I was there with my Australian flag and my Everett Silvertips jersey, and they pick they pick uh, Nal Yakupov, and I'm like, you will regret this decision. And everyone's <laughs> like, sit down, sit down. And they, they draft By- uh, Byron, they draft Ryan. I was, I was quite happy, but I was like, you will regret this decision. They're like, no, no, we need some offense. Like, just give it five years. Mm. I don't, well. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, a, I was a Ryan Murray homer. But, um. I used to take them on school trips and things like that. I actually have a photo, and I think it's from the year beforehand, because I went to Everett twice in, in two years, and it's like at the end of the game, like one of the players would come up and they'd sign autographs and you could take photos. And I have a photo of me, and I think I'm like, I reckon I'm probably 19 in the photo. Um, I'm definitely 19 because I remember going drinking with them afterwards and I wasn't old enough to buy alcohol. Neither were they, but apparently that's not a problem. Oh, at the draft? No, 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 at, uh, at Major Junior in Everett. It's 21 in the U.S., You've got no idea. Wait, where's Everett? Everett's in Seattle. I'm an idiot. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Everett's. I actually had no idea. Everett's in the Western Hockey League. It's uh, north. Oh, I knew that. It's north of Seattle. All right. Well, I did a great job. Your American division goes Portland, Seattle, 
Everett, Spokane, Spokane yeah. and uh, the Tri City Amherst, which are in Kennewick. Holy smokes, they got a lot. Yeah, oh. there's five teams in the division. I thought it was only like two American yeah. teams per league. There's five uh, five American teams in the Western Hockey League. They have a whole little division called the okay, American I didn't Division. Know that. Yeah, mm. they got really creative with naming it. America. Yeah. <laughs> the Australian division. Now, not, that would have been creative. But uh, Do you have any more Drunken Steve stories? Uh, I like how you know this story, so you're trying to set me up for this story. Because you're like, <laughs> no, I just want this to I be told. I just want to hear about Steve. So you can awful. only tell like part of this one. <laughs> you can tell all the me parts. You can't tell the all the him parts. Oh, no, 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 okay, no, no, okay. no. So, so... Well, let's get into this. So, dear Steve and I, and mm. dear friend of your show, Justin Fisher, the are Justin in Columbus, Fisher. and it's for the draft. it's for no, it was for the All Star game. Oh, that's right. You'd be <laughs> you and Justin. You'd come down and you'd bought Justin as your tag along, and it was for that's my date. <laughs> you bought Justin as your date, and, and this was last. Yeah, this last was last year. winter. Yeah, yes, last, last winter. winter. And so I've been last in Canada ago. for maybe two months, I think, and I've seen you like once. And then you were like, I'm going to be in Columbus. I was like, sweet, me too. Let's get drunk. Um, do you remember the other time you saw Steve? The, f- the first time? The first time. Oh, we don't need to bring that up again. <laughs> we already told that story. Everybody knows that. No, no, this isn't but the first. But why can't we bring it up? It's a great story. Because we can direct them to the old podcast yeah, yeah. and get those numbers up. If you want to hear more okay. embarrassing stories about Steve, please go, please go listen to the August 25th show mm-hmm. where I tell awesome embarrassing stories about Steve being a... Self important. And every podcast before and after that as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But um, we're sitting there, and it's where we're basically making good use of the the bar at the Hilton there. We're like, let's get double rum and cokes. Yep. Pretty much. And um, it was like 1 30, it was like 1 32 a.m. in the morning, and they start like kicking us out of the bar. They're like, uh, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve was. Steve was more lit than I thought Steve was. <laughs> Steve agrees. <laughs> so, so you two were trying to figure out what time you had to be on the bus in the next morning, and I was trying to figure out what Evander time I had to get on a, on a... On a <laughs> hey, I made it, though. Advil and all. And I was trying to Got figure practice out, in the morning, Steve. I was trying to figure out what time I had to be uh, out to get on the... And I don't think I had a flight till, like, 1 p.m. So I didn't get out of bed till at least... I'm going to say, like, maybe 10.30 because it was oh, an international flight. Sweet. I hate you. And, and Steve was already, like, four hours up the road by that point. And I think you were texting me, like, so I was on a bus yeah, back yeah. to Toronto so from this Columbus. Is after the All-Star festivities. So this is after the All-Star festivities. Right. Yeah. So firstly, okay. the All-Star game happens. And then I'm like, hey, Steve, what are you guys doing after the part, the after thing? And they're like, why? I'm like, because there's an NHL party with free alcohol and I have tickets. Yeah, wow. she, she, she big-timed us. So wow. I, I, I found, I got these guys' tickets and we've, we've gone. For, and it was great because I did not. I'd been at the NHL for like two weeks, uh, like three weeks at the most, and I didn't know mm-hmm. anybody. So I was like, "Yo, Steve, <laughs> let's hang out." And I was like texting him, like, "Are you guys here yet? Please be here yet, because like I, it's just me just standing in this bar yep. with Johnny Goudreau." Who, what? He, <laughs> pause on that. No, no, I'm standing at a bar, and he walked up beside me, and I was like, I just want to turn around and be like, "You make me feel tall." Did because, Did you say that to him? No, I didn't. Oh, because here's the thing: I missed opportunity. How tall are you? Six, three and a half. Okay, I'm four foot 11. Okay. Yeah, so everyone is tall. Every NHL player I have had to ask to do anything is tall. I had to interview Hal Gill once. Right? <laughs> and Hal Gill had skates on. And Hal Gill is standing out the front of his locker and I walk up to Hal Gill and I lift the microphone up and there is a good foot gap no. between the top of this microphone and Hal Gill's mouth. And Hal Gill looks down at me and just goes, it's okay, honey, I'll sit down for you. Oh, and I was like... Cutie. 
I'm actually appreciative of that because this was going to be the worst interview ever. <laughs> All right, so you're standing next to Johnny. So I'm standing. Cabrera. I'm standing at the bar. These guys rock up, and we have a we have a bit to drink. Um, it's free and it's spirits. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, the and, and and like actually, and I think I think at one time we put turn around this. and like. Bill Dale and Gary Bettman are like there because it was like all the NHL staff and everyone was there. And I think, um, wow. uh, and it was at that moment I decided we're going to vote for John Scott. <laughs> no. And, it, and it, I think the no. band OAR, like the the entertainment from the All Star mm-hmm. Game, often comes in plays. Like the NHL New Year's party this year, the entertainment was fun. The band, so I was like, oh, this is pretty legit. But um, the uh, we, we stand there, we have a lot to drink. We they they shut it down, they kick everyone out. So we go back to the hotel bar, have more to drink. And then we're um, we're leaving, Warm and drink. we 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 someone calls my name, and it's like, oh hey, and I'm like, oh you know, yeah, like oh we're gonna we're gonna go here. I'm like, sweet, cool, give me a second, I'm gonna get some friends here, you know, I'll go grab them. I go and grab them, Steve and Justin, and uh, come back, and Steve looks at this person whose father happens to be a prominent ex Maple Leaf general manager and is like you <laughs> and at this point I, pre- I had previously Steve. I had previously met this person though yeah. I think that's valid to say yeah, he had met this person but he's drunk at this point right Lit. and drunk Steve is a lot less sensible and a lot less like discerning about his approaches <laughs> to people and he's like see Steve is already sporadic right? so. and I don't judge Steve <laughs> I don't judge Steve for that because I'm, I'm you know that that I think it's like up or something where it's like yeah yeah that's squirrel that is me okay. that dog, is my life I am dog from I'm up. like bah, 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 bah. And, and, and Steve knows this okay. but Steve is like oi you and basically just starts like he sits down on this chair and Justin Fisher and I are standing there and I'm like, oh God, no. And I don't do really well with awkward situations. I get, I have quite bad anxiety with things like that. Like, I can't watch American Idol. Like, it makes mm. me physically uncomfortable. So Steve here has become the physical manifestation of my anxiety. And he's like, you're this trade your father made. And I'm like... <laughs> you started berating him over things. Well, I, I believe the conversation began lightly... And gently, it with, didn't last that long in that way. No, it, it, it began lightly and gently with, "How come the least fired your dad?" Oh my god! And at this point, he also we need those Kessel picks. <laughs> at this point, he also notices that Kevin Weeks is nearby. I think. And he's just like, should we talk about Scarborough? And we're like, sit down. Don't go anywhere. And, and so at this point, I've abandoned him. And, like, there's a couple of people there who I know. There's a couple of different NHL team social media people there mm-hmm. who are friends of mine and yada yada that I've, I've become friends with. And I was just like, I'm out. And so I went and hid in the ladies' bathroom. Because, what? because I couldn't watch this. It made You're, me. St- are you a bad friend? Well, I know. I left Justin. Thank you. I left Justin Fisher. Thank you. No, no. Hold I, on. I, I, I couldn't watch it. Like I was so uncomfortable, and I didn't know what to do. And I was like sweating, and I had had a bit to drink, mm. and I was just like, I got to get out of here. I can't watch this because I was like, I just brought these two over to join in this group and Steve has started berating another member of this group Little and Justin's like Justin's like what do I do I'm I don't like, think I she don't said know. that Jesse I don't think she she wasn't naming names I was like oh, you. what do I and I just I, I, I bailed I was out of that and I was like I think I was hiding and like looking around the corner at them and Justin is like standing there and like eventually Steve calmed down at about the time the bartender was like everyone out of the bar 
So oh, like- Justin was standing there. Justin, like me, the next morning woke up on his respective bed. <laughs> On top of the blankets with all of his clothes on. Steve. So he can shut up if he's you listening are, to this. I was going to say, that that hadn't happened to me then, but I have woken up wearing a ball gown once before and been like, huh. well, I guess I had a good time last night. Steve, between Adam Wilde, Saskia Stewart, and your wife, you, <laughs> you might not have anyone who has your back. Jesse, what about you? I would See, have I'm had, indifferent. I would have, oh had, I, would have, I would have had Steve's back if it had gone like down, but Steve was digging his own. If someone was having to go at Steve, no, I'd you have Steve. you got to get him out of there. I, oh, have you tried? Oh, yeah, you have my back from the from the women's bathroom. Let me finish. Have you ever tried to get drunk Steve Dangle to stop doing something? No. I, l- I let him hey, go. Hey, Steve, let's stop berating this guy about decisions that his father made that had nothing to do with Berate him. We have... Okay, listen. I, I admit like- I came on a little strong. Yeah, but after like- that, it was civil. I thought it was like, I woke, up drunk the next- I woke up the next morning wearing all my clothes on top of the bed. Yeah, because I was sober enough to know exactly what I was doing at that point of night. Yeah. Did you remember that conversation? That being said. Yeah. When you- that and? being said. It went fine. The previous, <laughs> the previous night. Doesn't sound like it. It went fine. The previous night, I found myself standing on a street corner, and it was myself. Oh. Mm. Myself. I had, I think, Greg Wyshynski standing next to me. Dan Bilesmo on the other side. <laughs> and on the third side is Pierre Lebrun singing Les Miserables. And I was just like. Did everyone start hitting Greg immediately in the face? <laughs> or? I was no, like, no, that was, was this like, year. I was oh, like, okay. I was like my it's bad. 2 a.m. Greg, can you walk me back to my hotel? He's like, yeah, no problem. Where are you staying? I'm like, the Hilton. He's like, we're standing out the front of the Hilton. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go to bed now. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Let's go. NHL events are festive. Oh, <laughs> NHL events are very festive. The draft. We work hard. We celebrate play. harder. To me, the best one is the draft because... <gasps> It's the end of the season yep. and yeah. all the hard stuff's over, with the exception of July 1st, which really is hilarious because most of the insiders are like tweeting stuff as they drive up to the cottage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, so, I mean, they are breaking news, but like they're, they're gone. They're, mm-hmm. they're on the way I, and admitting I had it. a crack at an insider one night. There's, there's enough of them that it could be anyone about like, it was like 3 a.m. in the morning and they were like on their phone. I was like, what are you doing? Like, people need to know what I have to tweet. I'm like, bro, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. No one is awake. And he's like, oh. Yeah. What? What? You know, like I've got. He's like, I've got this many, you know, thousand followers. Uh, you know, they need to know. I was. I went over, and in the like stupidest, drunkest moment of it, I was like, I've got four point six million followers, and they're like, No, you don't. I'm like, I run the NHL account. <laughs> and they were like, Oh, mm. okay. She like, big league, yeah, an insider <laughs> who shall that, remain nameless. Like, oh, was it Lamian Docs? No. Okay. I, I just was like, as I said it, I was like, oh my God. Um, I don't think you're allowed to say that. Just own it. Just own it. Just own it. Yeah, that's... I love that story. I love that story. But you, you see how, how like, dainty it was? Like, oh, and then the, the, this person said something, mm. and then I gently corrected them. I'm sure it was berating as I was. You were like, hey there, Mr. Big Shot. Take a look at my fucking well, phone was, and all the followers I got, dick. It, it was my birthday. Oh, no, that, that account never went on my phone. Smart. Oh, that's, that's good. Okay, social media 
coordinator, the worst thing you could ever do is mistweet from the account. I accidentally nearly posted a selfie once from the NHL Instagram account because I didn't realise <laughs> that I had the account. Like, that's what I was logged into. Because until recently, you could only have one account on Instagram. Yep. I didn't we should probably keep it that way. I didn't no, realise you can have switch, you yeah. switch accounts. I didn't realise how many social media people I followed until Instagram announced that thing. And my entire time, I was people being like, yes. Yeah, like, I had the exact same reaction. I was like, wow, I need to follow some, some a larger variety of people. But I went to post this photo. I think I was on the go train. And I was like, oh, I better just check which account I'm logged into. And I hit it and it went back. I was like, oh, that, no, yep, right. Uh, better log out of that one. That could have been mm-hmm. uh, the chapter Arr- of my biography, which was like four million people just saw my selfie. Whoops. <laughs> At Eglinton Station. <laughs> Hashtag selfie. That's, but that's the worst thing, like tweeting the wrong thing from somewhere else. Also, the amount of people that... The, like, if you ever want to hate something, just go and read the comments at NHL mm-hmm. Twitter or on at NHL Instagram. Like, really, at any famous person? Oh my god! Uh, it's Jet Dion Phaneuf's Instagram. Jet, Jet, Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> my wife left me. Great, you're like the twentieth person to message me that today. Do you know the And I'm like. Or the ones that think that like, I'm like, yo, you you realize that Gary Bettman does not read these tweets. <laughs> yeah, okay. Are you sure? So yeah. this might be putting you in a tough spot, and I apologize in advance. So I went on, I sent out a tweet uh, the night of the All Star Game this year. Yeah. Because people, uh, the NHL was tweeting out cool stuff and cool moments from the NHL All Star Game. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. Um, people started hammering them because of. How they treated John Scott. Now, they, they sent all these angry messages to the NHL Twitter account. And what I said was basically what you just said. It's not Gary freaking Bettman. It's just someone trying to share cool yeah. shit with you. Uh, look, that's And that's a hard situation because the NHL accounts are run by a bunch of amazingly passionate hockey fans who are brilliant what they do. Everyone that kind of runs those accounts are lifelong hockey fans. You know, I'm, I'm thinking who's there. You know, there's a, a, a one of the girls is, is born and red Detroit. Like these, like like you kind of get the fan bred out of you in the sense that you don't really have like a like a team anymore because you mm. come all about about everything. You know, um, and and what's great in the stories and that. But I mean, it's kind of half and half, I think, because the people that are getting the message and seeing it, um, in a like in an ongoing live basis, aren't aren't uh higher ups you know it's 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 you know coordinators like myself it's it's you know part time as it's full time is but it's 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 social media stuff but as much as i say that there is some value in ground swells like that because they get picked up by the media it does get and the media up. Okay. report that story and that story is what gathers attention. So as a social media coordinator, yeah, it used to bug the hell out of me because I'd be like, what do you want me to do? Like this isn't this isn't me. But I also think that's in any situation. You know, 20 million people tweet Obama. Obama doesn't see 20 million people tweet. <laughs> but you know, a, a dozen people write a story in the media about that groundswell that those people are, are, are building and what that opinion is, and that story gets picked up and that's what gets back up a hierarchy. Mm. So it's both the worst and it's both the wrong and the right thing to do. You know, do you get what I mean from, from both sides of I it? I do. Uh, the reason I brought it... It's a catch-22. You, you can't yeah. win either way. I don't want to say his name because I really do respect him. Uh, but there was a broadcaster who tweeted something really nasty at the NHL account after that, and I was just so disappointed. Like, I was just let down. Like, I get, I get if a fan does it, but like, 
this guy should know better. Yeah. And he's just he's just being nasty. Yeah, and I, I and I, I think know. and I think the the hard part about that is is I mean, like any big business, it has tears, and and often the and it's like it's like working for a big company, and you uh, sell the product in a store. And you're the people that interact with the customer on a day-to-day basis. But you're also at a to- in a totem pole, you're the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. So it's a really difficult situation there because, you know, often the people spreading the message are the ones that have the least power. And I think that's the same with any any business. Oh, let me try to Adam Wilde this. It's like Steve, <laughs> who works for Rogers and posts videos on Sportsnet, receiving a comment that says, hey, my cable bill is too high. A little bit, yeah. Damn it. Maybe a little bit less. Maybe a little bit more on topic. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't say damn it. You Adam Wilde it perfectly. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was close, but not quite there. Ah, just like Adam Wilde. Yeah. yeah, there's something there. Yeah, he's but, at the Grammys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's at the Grammys interviewing DJ Khaled. It's hot I in LA. It's yeah. not hot here. What a jerk. Um, you know do you guys want to get into the press conference? The presser. Press conference. Ooh, Ooh, yes. And then, okay. or do we do the the talk after? After. I after, think, okay, we'll do I it. think our first press conference question comes from Steve Dangle. Oh, it does? And we're going to have the talk. That so, works. Oh, okay. So people are always... Jesse, what a producer! <laughs> Good so, work, Jesse. This so is, see, you... I produce another podcast, and our, our producing is basically a Google document of, like, caps lock of us being like, we should talk about this! Yeah. And then nothing <laughs> happens. That guy in the blue jackets. That thing. <laughs> What's his name again? Alexander Wenberg. He is freaking gorgeous. I know. <laughs> like, no, no, literally, like, this kid is so attractive <laughs> no. that there is at least three female social media coordinators from opposing NHL teams who, whenever they see a photo of this kid on Instagram, screen cap it and send it to me. Like, these people don't even work for the Blue Jackets. And I'm like, thank you. You were doing a service to you me. Made thank my you. Day. As, as I like to point out, just because I, just because I like the ass doesn't mean I can't appreciate the pass. I think that's terrible, but I see where you're going with it. Oh, my goodness. You have a little bit of Adam Wilde. Just a little bit. <laughs> get a little, that's a not little. worth doing a dance, ass. No. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, that's so worth the doing a dance. You know how much judgment you get as a girl the moment you be like, that person is attractive? I have eyes. Of course mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, you oh, you're a human? <laughs> I mean, find I, someone attractive. Oh, oh my God. God. What? Oh, my God. Look at that. I mean, <laughs> I'm married, so I don't see those sort of things. No. But, you, you know, you know. I mean, I mean, for you single people, it's, it's fine. It's fine, I suppose. So when young people, yes. they're looking to navigate their world, trying to find out what to do with their lives, they look to people like you guys for advice. And Jesse Blake. They come to you guys because you guys made your own way in this world, in this industry. So they often ask you, hey, how do I become Steve Dangle or Saskia Stewart? How do I get a job in media, get a job in the field that I love? See the funny, yeah. Recently, it's become difficult for you guys to answer that question. Yeah. The hard thing is, if you look back at, if both of us went back six, eight years, nine for me. There's no plan. Like we didn't sit down and say, "This is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to get there." I mean, I went to law school. Um, I left. I left. I went in high school. I watched Legally Blonde the day the applications for university were due, and I was like, "Well, I'm good at school, so let's go to law school." Um, I hated law school. I mean, amazing. I learned a bunch of stuff there, and and it's it's kind of funny. Um, I was going to go be a lawyer, 
And then I applied at a sports agency. I applied at 30 law firms and one sports agency. And I got an interview at the sports agency and the job at the sports agency. So I was like, screw law. But it's like, I... I had never intended to go into sport. I loved sport. I've always loved sport. And and as I kind of got older, it became more and more of a passion. And I actually went, all my sports internships were done with the idea of helping the Australian Ice Hockey League grow bigger. They were never done because I wanted to work in hockey. I just wanted to learn as much as I could about as many things as possible that I could give back to the hockey community in Australia and, and maybe help it grow because that was my passion. And then I ended up with a job in hockey and then from that I ended up with a job in football and then... Soccer? Uh, soccer, <laughs> yep, yeah. Well, <laughs> just remember the rest of the world calls it football and you guys no, are the ones that are wrong. We don't care about the rest of the world. We're number one. My Scottish in-laws kind of say it under their breath. So- <laughs> soccer. Begrudgingly. <laughs> um, I, it's really hard because when people ask me this, it's, it's hard for me to say this is what you should do because there is nothing you should do. There's there's no set career path anymore. There's no get this get this degree, graduate, go here, do that. Those traditional pathways, and this is going to sound terrible, they don't exist anymore for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, for the lucky few, they may, but that number is becoming smaller and smaller because people are retiring later. They're not leaving things Um those those organisations don't have the funds to bring in the new people. Print media is getting smaller. All of this is getting smaller. Um, and so that sounds horribly depressing. Um, but I've just... I've always been someone that wants to know absolutely anything I can about everything. Don't... If you want to work in sports, and even if you want to work in sports media, don't just do sports media. And don't just do one sport. Yes. Because the yeah. more you know, like like hockey is obviously my thing. I've worked in football. I've worked with cycling. I've worked with rugby. I've worked with AFL. I Like there's a little bit of Australian football. Can, can I tell a little aside? Yeah. Uh, before I got hired by uh, the broadcaster I currently work for, I had an interview with another broadcaster that I don't work for. Uh-huh. Uh, and I got offered a maybe job doing oh. highlights one day a week. Mm. And they told me I'd be doing basketball and tennis for the first oh, year, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch hockey for a year. Wow! This was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. Like, like hockey is what you know, but in this day and age, you can't just be a hockey person. You look at you the, can't. you can no. look at the best people who do the best writing nowadays. You look at Bruce Arthur. You mm-hmm. look at Dave Zirin. Um, you look at any of those guys. Elliot Michael Green does Elliot a lot of Friedman. sports. Isn't a hockey guy originally? Yeah. Elliot Freeman. No. He knows as much about tennis as he knows about I hockey. I love tennis. Darts. I can talk about darts. Like, you, you've you got to have a broad range of understanding of different sports because the more you know, the more in value you become. If a company mm-hmm. can't hire, if a company can hire one person to their news desk and all you know is hockey and the person next to you knows 10 different sports, yep. that person is getting the job. Additionally, and I, I feel like such a bugbear when I, I say these kind of things, it also helps if you understand more than just um, just journalism, I guess. You know, obviously different facets of journalism. No radio, no print, no digital, no digital because that, that's where things are going. But understand PR, understand communications because there's always going to be jobs in those fields too. And, and, and when you think about sports, don't just think about – Media companies and sporting teams or sporting leagues. Think about sports agencies. Think about sports marketing companies. Think about the sports industry is bigger than people think. Everyone goes, I want to do this, 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 and that. Yeah. And 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 in even beyond 
that as well. Like, I mean, I started as in in law, so I can talk about copyright law. I studied sports law. I took uh, collective bargaining law. I took all those things that would help me in sports. Somehow I had the foresight. Um, I have a marketing degree, so I can talk about marketing. I work in communications. I've done events management. I've done player recruitment. I've worked in agencies. Like, like the broader set of skills that you have, the better. When I go looking at, and additionally, when I go looking at interns, if you send me a resume and you haven't done an internship, you are not getting the job because I have no concept of your ability to do practical skills. Not to, to cast aspersions on, on university in any way. I have two degrees. I spent eight years at university. I don't think I learned a single practical skill from any of that because it was about information, not practice. So get internships. And I know it sucks. I know yeah. working without pay sucks. I flew to North America twice to do internships. I know how much that sucks and how much that costs. I moved to Seattle for three months. Like, I get it. Uh, like, I got to be blunt about this. Like, I got into a debate a while back about internships. Look, I think every intern should be paid. Yeah, I do. agree. That's not the current state of affairs. Yeah. And so if, you can you can dig your heels in and yeah. not be an intern then. Yeah. Or you can I would do love, that damn internship. And that's the thing. I, I suggest you do it. I have an intern at the moment. She's amazing. She's brilliant. I could not have done half the stuff we did this year without her support. She deserves to be paid, and I would love to pay her. But I do not have that money. It's not even that we don't want to spend mm. that money. It's not... It's not in my budgets. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these smaller teams, you go to Major Junior, places like that, they don't have the, the money. But the thing that you will get from these places that don't have the money... Opportunity. ...is you will be allowed to do so much. I did so much at the Everett Silver Tips. I did so much when I worked with Australian hockey. I mean, I give Cat whole things and I'm like, this is my problem, fix it. And she'll come back to me two days later and be like, here you go. <laughs> and so at the end of the thing, you know... You can put down and say, I built a communications plan for this. I did this. And it was stuff that was, I'm not giving you busy work. I'm giving you work that that you you need. And I think the other thing I can't recommend more is when you go looking for internships, don't just look at where you're going. Look at who you're going to be working for. And when you go in, you know, do some research on this person. Is this someone you want to be working for? Is this person going to mentor you? And at the end of your internship, if you need a reference or you need help, is this person going to put their neck out to help you get that job? Because you can, you can usually tell pretty quick. Yeah, you can go to people like, like, I'm sure Volleyball Ontario would kill to have some great interns. It doesn't sound sexy. It's not the Maple Leafs. It's, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I bet you they know someone. But they probably yep. know someone, and you'll probably get to do 10 times more. Like, I have another, I have, I have two interns at the moment. Uh, one is an ex Maple Leafs and a Raptors intern, and he's absolutely brilliant. He's phenomenal. I basically just gave him a whole department, and he's done an amazing job. Unfortunately, when people don't move out of those jobs within those companies, there's nowhere for them to go. And so it, it becomes really difficult for them when they've done, you know, like you get these guys who have done two or three or four internships and, and they don't know where to go. And it becomes really hard at that point. And, I mean, I've, I feel awkward when I tell people about, like, like how to go about things because I have, honest to God, fallen into every single job I got. Mm-hmm. And it's about... It's luck, but it's putting yourself in a position to succeed. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, to get lucky. The, yeah, the yeah. NHL yeah. job that I got, 400 people, I think, went for that job. 
I knew the person who had worked with her previously. I knew two different people who got my resume in there. The job I have at the CWHL, I had signed up as a volunteer to run their social media. And it just so happened within the first week of me being there, the person who did the job was leaving. And they said, do you want the job? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and so I did 85 hours a week. Now, I've had two full-time jobs for the last like four or five months because I wasn't turning down the women's league. But I mean... It, it is much as being it's it's as much as it is about being in the right place at the right time, and and you can attest for this too. You got to make your own luck. Mm-hmm. You do, if, and it, yeah. I, I like I like where you've gone with this uh, because where I was going to start with it was people ask me every day, you know, how do I do what you do? How do I or just how do I get into like hockey media or sports media? You don't get and, into it. It's, well, it's not quite yeah. Well, there's that, but yeah. there's also the fact that it, I personally for me it's getting harder to tell people to just stick to it yeah it and is. keep at it because like holy shit every day on twitter something is dropping did i fucking read that the bbc is getting rid of t- their television division did uh, I, read that? I haven't seen that but you know look it wouldn't well anyway a bbc bunch just of- lost the formula one rights so that's going to lose it's going to cut a lot of people it's going to i I think it's going to Channel 4 in the UK. But, like, for example, let's say... Also, I, I could talk about cars. <laughs> let's say I went to the University of Guelph. Yep. Uh, and I was doing some kind of program. Doesn't matter what. Journalism. I don't know if they have no. that, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, theoretically, yeah. yeah. Theoretically, sure. Uh, and I wanted uh, to get an opportunity. You know what would have been an excellent opportunity? Writing for the Guelph Mercury. Yeah. Uh, and it's gone now. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. So it's getting harder and harder. But the answer more than ever is make your own luck. Keep at it. And and make your own luck. I'm of the belief that the cream will always rise to the top. If you are good at what you do. (sighs) I think the term should be the cream will always rise to the top eventually. Because I see so many people who like I, I you can you can pinpoint the moment yep. the light died in their yep. eyes and they're well, like, I'm done with this. The but they keep pretending they're every, not done with it. Yeah. Every time someone says to me, oh, well, you, you work in hockey. The NHL was the first job I ever had that paid me for hockey. That was the, I think, to calculate, yeah, I'm just doing it in my mind. That was the eighth year I have been involved in working in hockey. And that was when I got paid. Whoa. I started in 2007 as the photographer for the Gold Coast Blue Tongues. I think they were the Brisbane Blue Tongues at the time. I started as the team photographer. The next year I was the team marketing and website person and I ran the penalty box and I was the first aid attendant. Year after I did that and then I hosted the TV broadcasts in Australia on the the, uh, free to, uh, the uh, local channel they did it on. The year after that I joined the board of the league as uh, 21, I think. I um, ran the finals. Year after that, I ran the finals again. I then moved to do it to a team to look after sponsorships and, and, and things like that. Um, you know, it took me eight years of working in hockey, of hours and hours a week. I produced podcasts, I did all this stuff. The first paycheck I ever got for the NA for, for working in hockey was January of 2015. Eight years, Nelly. Wow. Yeah. And and can I just back up to something you said? You looked after the sponsorships. Mm-hmm. You know how many people's eyes rolled to the back of their head? Yep. Like, uh, no oh, I don't want to do that. Well, guess what? Sasky's going to do sponsorships, it. Sponsorships, gonna... <laughs> ticket sales. Ticket sales is the other Someone one. Someone out there is going to do the job. If you know how to sell, if you are a charming person that can sell. Not a dick. 
<laughs> you can find yourself a good, reliable. If and if t- ticket sales is one of you want to do. Check out the MLS ticket sales program actually down south. The Major League Soccer has a ticket sales program in the US where they basically train you to be the best ticket sales person you can be and then they help you get interviews with teams and a lot of them will hire you for that. Um, my other piece of advice is do you so- differentiate yourself. I got it lucky and, and, I, and I say this to people all the time, I'm Australian and that gives people pause and and a lot of the opportunities I got, I won't pretend that I didn't get them because I I, I got them because I was Australian and people <gasps> were like, oh, you, you exploit know, that? How dare you? Hey, what? my resume reads G'day. I'm Saskia Stewart across the top of it. It's and very effective. Guess what? I'm picking that shit up and yeah, reading it. <laughs> like I, when I went to Washington to to work at the Capitals, I went because I emailed I emailed actually I made a website. And I sent it to every single team in the NHL. I sent 30 packages. So I went to every team's hockey operations department. Um, I got about five responses and most of them like, we're sorry, we can't, we can't have you. But if you're in town, come on by. So I visited a few teams that way. On a whim, I emailed Ted Leonsis of the Capitals. And he on a called, whim. Yeah, on a whim. <laughs> he had an email address that was publicly available mm-hmm. and I emailed it. And... He called me up and said, yeah, well, if you're in town, you can stay for as long as you want. So, and I mean, I funded all of that, but it's really funny nowadays. He he knows I was with the NHL and uh, I think Colin Campbell was in Washington and Ted comes up to me he's like, you've got my Australian. <laughs> and, and, and like Colin Campbell walks into me one day and is like, oi. I'm like, yeah, he's like, Ted says hi. I was like, oh, I miss S- them. Steve, yes. you did it independently. Yeah. For Well, I mean, the last, uh, yes and no. Okay, before the last two years... You haven't been attached to a major corporation, you could say. Not true. I've I've always been The LFR hasn't been attached to a major corporation. Excluding Nike for you, those videos. I would, I would say you built your brand on your own. I would online. say you're right. Yeah. So you, you, is, your foundation was you. Is that the route you tell kids to go in now? Uh well, I tell you what. Forget me for a sec. Forget me. Okay. Uh I know a guy who went to school for broadcasting and got an internship at a radio station and did a good enough job at that radio station as an intern that they got hired as an employee. Uh-huh. And they were such a awesome, hard worker and charming young fellow uh-huh. that uh, the uh, radio personality they worked with was like, hey, I do a podcast too. Uh-huh. You should come aboard and do that. Okay. He's sitting across the board from me right now. Sasky Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Young Jesse Bla- Like, dude, yeah. there's no way you thought you'd be doing a hockey podcast. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and that's... But I think that's also... You, but you put yourself in that position. But- yeah, and I got super lucky because when I was doing my internship, the show, I was on Blake and Wild, obviously, they took on two more markets and they needed somebody to manage these other markets. And I happened to be doing my internship yeah. at the time yeah. and I happened to be doing a good job. Well, it's and like another intern who was probably the number one candidate. He probably, he left like a month before this happened. So I got super lucky in that situation. I, I also think there's something to be said for like, there's no, and I said this at the start, there's no pathway anymore. Yeah. No, there's no, you do a, to get to B, so to get to C. So what do you tell someone when there's no route? How do you give advice? Okay, some of the yeah. best advice I ever got, uh, I can't remember if it was John Sinden at Leafs TV or Mike Brock at Leafs TV or both, uh, but they always brought up the tool belt. Mm. Uh, 
So I never took any on-camera courses in school. Uh, operating the camera in radio and television arts, there was a camera test where you had to set up a camera, do the white balance. <laughs> I remember that Dude, test. I failed it. Did I failed, you? I laughed throughout it, I and didn't. the TA laughed along with me because <laughs> I just sucked so bad. Uh, but, I, but I knew how to write really well. Yep. Uh, I knew. That's what I said. I, yeah. I, I, I can write. That's I, my, I knew, my hat that my, I hang on. Like, I know how to write, and that's how I've ended up in a lot of these places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if you look at like, a, like, a, like an MMA fighter. You know, a lot of people specialize, like, you know, Ronda Rousey, for example, she's judo. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, she might not be the best example because she has some holes in her game. Holly Holmes is kickboxing. Yes. But yeah. she can do other stuff, too. Yes. yes. But her bread and butter is kickboxing, yeah. right? So you can have a bread and butter thing. But um, one day, they're just like, uh, hey, here's a camera. Uh, we need you to go and shoot something. I'm like, I don't know how to use this. And they're like, well, better learn. And, <laughs> you know and that what? was literally all you I got. I they kicked me out the door, and I had to film the thing. Learn how to use Photoshop. Learn how to use Photoshop. Yeah. That seems learn really, how to use everything. That seems really particular, but let me tell you, if you can use Photoshop, you're going to save the day so many times. Yeah. It, okay, pick a dozen different softwares that people use every day. Most of them being starting with the word Adobe. Yeah. Yes. So so maybe maybe take like... Uh, What's, learned, what's, the, what's the big Apple one for crying out loud? Final, Final Cut. Final Cut. iMovie or Final well, Cut? I use iMovie. I use iMovie, <laughs> yeah. personally. Uh, Learn but, how to know how to edit a basic video. Yes. All these softwares that make you roll your eyes and go, no, I don't want to learn that. Learn that. Mm-hmm. GarageBand. If you if you don't have good video, if you don't have good audio editing, at least master the basics of freaking yeah. GarageBand. You know what? I suck with GarageBand, but I know how to use it a little bit. Yeah. Enough. A, I, know to, enough. I know enough how to make it to put two audio feeds in and there's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say another thing that uh, comes in handy huge in the workforce is I went to school with a bunch of people who wanted to be the executive producer on every project or they wanted to be the sound guy in every project or they wanted to be, okay, that's fine. Uh, maybe one day you'll go on to be a great executive producer. Maybe you'll go on to be a great uh, sound person. Try to go outside of your comfort zone because yep. if you at least know all you need to get out of that experience, you don't yep. even need to know how to do it well. Yeah. Know that role. Mm-hmm. Know yep. the burden and the responsibilities of the person who's yeah. in that role uh, and they'll appreciate it. There are so many um, people who edit video like all day. It's like a factory, man. It's it's sports and we literally call it the content factory. <laughs> and some people... At Sportsnet, they're actually really good about this. I've worked at other places though, where they think it—they think there's some wizard in a room, and they go make a highlight pack, and it will appear. Poof! Yeah. No, that freaking thing takes an hour, yeah. and I'm Every working on all this other to shit me, too. Can yeah. you just can you just uh, create me uh, just something for this quickly? And I've had to start saying, I'm like, okay. This is the, like, that's going to take me an hour, an hour and a half. And if I've got five or six of these, that's six hours. Like, I, it's not, maybe, yeah, if it's been created and it's a quick change, yeah. But, like, oh, my God. I'll, Don't. I'll, I'll bring up a name that's forbidden on Sportsnet, Bob McKenzie. <gasps> oh, what? Oh so, I worked, Bob. I worked, yeah, that's that was at the aforementioned Bob. Bob, Bob. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was that's at so NHL nice. Network, and he did some stuff for NHL Network because it's in the same building as TSN. I basically worked in the TSN newsroom for three months. Um, so, he did this segment about Ovechkin because uh, Ovechkin started the season horribly. It was the lockout year. He started the season mm-hmm. 
badly. And then he just went on this freaking tear and he scored like 32 goals in a 48 game season. It was stupid, stupid. That's uh, by the way, all those consecutive 30 goal seasons that he, you know, he just, uh, hit that milestone or whatever it it is. One of them is a 48 game season. He's goofy. It's stupid. But anyway, he did, uh, you know, one of those monologues, I guess that, that you see on TV. Uh, and he was talking about why he started so poorly, what he changed about his game, and why he's doing so well. It was a, maybe a 60-second, 90-second thing. And that day, I happened to be the person who had to uh, get the footage for that. So I had to go into the clip library and find clips that were put there by someone whose sole job is to watch all the NHL games and get clips. And I had to then... Fine do, you know clips. How, yeah, do you know how rough that is as a job? Oh, oh, it's so hard. And they were they were just like that. I saw 600 hockey games last year. I mean, oh, I believe so... you. I believe you. And um, and I and I had to find clips. And it took forever to find clips that matched exactly what Bob said. Mm. And it was a 60-second, 90-second piece of television that no one will ever remember or you know, ever give the, thought to how long it the took to put it together. They're the bread and butter of what they're... For, for, for every person that gets to be Tim Thompson, and bless Tim Thompson, his creations are amazing. The guy makes the Hockey Night in Canada, used to make the Hockey Night in Canada montage. Okay, so still does on occasion. Yeah, so think, he's, they're, they're iconic, they're amazing, they're, they're these incredible pieces of, of art. Mm-hmm. For every person that gets to do that, there is a hundred people that their bread and butter is... Cutting those highlights so that when we and, and and it's something that we watch so effortlessly and without thinking and it's it just takes so much effort and it's ninety seconds and it goes away and then no one ever again. sees it again yeah mm-hmm. except for Steve who probably has an archive somewhere <laughs> and is like I made that and you still remember it to this day uh, yeah that was two or three years ago now three years ago yeah and I remember the clips and I remember being like holy fuck he's so right. <laughs> Like, did he look this shit up before? Like, no, no. he's just Bob McKenzie. No, ex- he yeah. knows yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, oh yeah. Sitting in to to bring it back to the Rogers side, uh, sitting there and seeing the stuff like analysts say while watching a game. It's just I think that was next level. You realize you don't know shit. <laughs> I think that was one of the greatest things I actually took out of my NHL drop. Um, I was lucky enough to get to work out of the Situation Room. I worked with a guy called Mike McKenzie. Uh, not Mike McKenzie. That's that's actually a McKenzie. Um, <laughs> I worked with a guy called Mike Murphy, um, who used to be one of the head coaches of the Leafs. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and I worked, and there's a couple of other guys: uh, Chris King, Rod Pasma, Kay Whitmore, all ex NHL guys. And if they what they what they didn't know about hockey, as I as I said before about Dan Craig, isn't worth knowing. Just the sheer amount of knowledge and the understanding and and. The, the way they look at situations and their, their views and things, and even just the simple, like, because every now and then I'd be like, as a coach, you know, how would you look at this? Or how would you, and just their understanding of the game and their passion for what was best for the game. Just, oh, I, I, I couldn't have got a better education in hockey. The, the, I, it's, it was the luckiest place to get to sit in hockey. Like, if you got to sit anywhere, like, it, it was just incredible. And, yeah. Like, and it's, little- it's like listening to analysts. Just what they know is, you're just like, how do you keep all of that in there? So basically, work hard and be lucky as shit. And uh, it takes a while. Do, yeah, yeah, it does. And and f- I'll tell you, you know what? Okay, so... Nothing worth doing isn't worth doing well or doing hard or sticking to. Nothing that's worth having is, is, is easy and none of this is easy. 
It isn't. Like, no, no. no one will ever tell you this is easy. Yeah, you get lucky, but you make that luck. If you, you can be in that position, but you're not in that position without your, your hard work, your getting to know people. Don't burn bridges. Never burn bridges is my other piece of advice. People may be horrible and annoying and rude and you may want to put a pen through their eye, but one day you may need that person I'm to help right you here. meet. <laughs> <laughs> you may need someone to, to help you make that connection and there's no worse feeling than thinking back and you're like, oh, if I hadn't said that. No. Like, I've, uh, yeah. Yeah, there are people who... Uh, what's the term I heard once? They have kerosene shoes. Mm. <laughs> they just burn every every bridge they try to walk across. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've burned a couple. Um, burn them sparingly. I I'm pretty pleased with the ones I've burned. I, I'm not too I, pissed off yeah, about it. I, um, I try my best not but, to. Yeah, burn, <laughs> no, burn very sparingly. I mean, sometimes it's good to burn a bridge. Yeah, there okay. are some bridges you don't want to or need I've to cross. I nearly accidentally but, burnt some bridges in my life where I was like, they're like, you can't talk about that. I was like, no one told me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, anyway. <laughs> no one gives, when you sign up, like when you sign up, no one gives you a, a, like a list. It's like, you can't talk about these things. You're like, oh, you kind of learn by trial and error. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And a lot of error on my behalf in the past. Uh, yeah, work work really hard. Learn how to do a little bit of everything. Know the role and responsibility of everybody. Like, and don't expect to get, don't expect to make big money. Oh, here's here's what I was going to yeah, say. If, so, if you want if you want to be rich, this is not the this is not the industry for you. I I still remember this conversation. I can picture it in my mind. Uh, I was an intern uh, with the Fan Five Ninety when it was called that. Uh, and I looked across the room to a mid-level producer at the fan and I, and I was talking to him about advice. Uh, and I, and I go, you know, what can I do? You know, I'm going to graduate in a couple years. Uh, you know, and I feel good about my progress or whatever, but like, what, what do you recommend for like actually making it in this industry well, and sticking to, to it? With no money. Well, well, funny you say that because he took a, he paused for a moment and he goes, find, a job that pays commission. Hmm. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, find a job that pays commission, work really hard at it, and, uh, you know, use the money uh, that you, that you you know, make from that and to to prop up what you do. And, and then he explained, hey, that's what I do, or that's what I did. I don't know. You might have still done it at the time. I don't remember. And I remember being so disheartened by that conversation. I thought about it, and I tried. I tried not to be. Well, I tried really hard. The more time went on, the more I understood it. Yeah. But let me tell you, six years later, I worked for the guy. <laughs> well, I think here's the thing. I mean, we can't really talk like numbers because you, you can't. But um, I think Elliot Friedman maybe pointed it out the other week, or one of those guys pointed out that the Nashville Predators had a job opening for an entry mid-ish, mid-ish level PR job, paid thirty two thousand US, which is more than considerable Canadian now, but still 32,000 US is not not great money. Yeah. Um, in Nashville, it had 200, 250 applicants. Wow. Yeah. For like a entry-ish level job. Mm-hmm. Do you want, okay, you want to know. I just, I'd also just like to state um, my uh, concept of what is and isn't good money in, in some countries is off because Australia minimum wage is 32,000. Simply because Australia has a higher, no, no, Australia has well a higher, damn. Australia has a higher cost of living because you have to put everything on a boat and send it there. 
So because it has that high... uh, Melbourne and Sydney are two of the top five most expensive cities in the world after like Zurich and London and that. Mm -hmm. I don't know this 100% to be true, but when I was in Newfoundland, I was like, man, all the food's here really expensive. Oh, it's an island. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) And think how much farther away Australia is. Newfoundland, they got lost. (laughs) Yeah. And Uh, was sent a bunch of poisonous spiders. Do you guys want to take one question before we wrap up? Oh, that's right. As, as we were just talking about how great we are. <laughs> yeah. So if we ask Penny for your thoughts and they say, here's my two cents, are we making a profit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and that's how you make it in this business. Thank you for the transition, Jesse Blake. Yeah. That is how you do it. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.